Gary, I'm going to bounce a couple of phrases off of you. Okay. Senpai restrict my pee. Love it. Crick farms. Like it. Corn sarnet. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm just getting sleepy. I don't. I don't it's just fine. like this thing, just rapidly and assertively. You really petered out on energy. Yeah. <laughs> we're, fine. Like, we're like ten seconds in. Great. All of those and more are crazy, goofy gags that we've done that uh, we would love to put on shirts and mugs and shit. Yeah, if uh, people who are listening to us want shirts and mugs with that shit on it, you want to go to your office and drink out of a coffee cup that says "Sempire Strict My Pee." <laughs> Imagine all the fun conversations you're going to have with people who don't understand anything. Yeah, with the HR department. Uh, but in order to figure out if you want that stuff, we have a little survey to figure out what our uh, merchandise strategy is going to be. You can find it at duckfeed.tv slash merch survey 2015. You know, we'd really appreciate it. It'll only take you a, a minute or two. It's super quick. Um, and it just finding out what you would be interested in because uh, we want to if we want to sell more stuff, have kind of more physical objects in the world. But we want to be smart about it. And uh, and make it a way that works for you and for us, yeah. Uh, because it is a uh, is a kind of a threading a needle uh, as far as doing that kind of stuff, and we want to do it smartly. So yeah. if you could head to that uh, that site again, you know, head to that site, that would we'd really appreciate it. Just take a couple of minutes of your time, and if you do so and you want to, you want to opt in and put down your uh, your email address, which is optional. We're not going to do anything gross with your email address, but if you put that in, you can be entered to win some Steam Detrius. <laughs> uh, we have we have eight Steam games just set around that we bought on sales and stuff, <laughs> and there's maybe a chance that you don't have them, and if so, you can get them. Gary, that pot sounds mighty sweet to me. It is. It is a sweet, sweet, sweet pot. Yeah. So if you want to get a, get a dip your snoot in that sweet pot, go to duckfeed.tv slash merch survey 2015. Snoot dip in USA. <laughs> looks like the it's getting ready to rain it hey hey cole hey so so why i'm, I'm here why'd you ask me to meet you at this park that's halfway between uh, portland and cincinnati i don't know man i i just feel like we need to talk about the direction of the show right i mean it kind of seems like there are certain things in these games we talk about that we can just never really agree on yeah i can i can, I can see it like so there, you know how you will completely overlook these problems with the gameplay as long as the story's kind of quirky and complicated or has uh, some Twin Peaks, David Lynch stuff in there. I get that. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Or how, how you just kind of can't get past these mechanical problems to really appreciate the, the cool, good, hidden, weird stuff that's in the corners, right? Yeah, guilty as charged, man. Yeah. So, so I mean, are you, are you pod divorcing me? What does this mean? No, 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 Gary. I think, it, I think it's a good thing, right? I mean, if we agreed on everything, then this show would be like really boring, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because every every crawl witch needs its apum rod. Yeah, you know, like every Heineman needs its savage, right? Yeah, yeah. Every, every bird, bird needs his Ernie. Ernie. Gary, I'm so happy that you feel this way. Uh, uh, oh, look up ahead. That's what we came here for. It's a friendship fountain. They say that if two Podros pee on the PlayStation in that fountain at the same time, their wish will come true. I do have to pee. I've been okay. on a plane for a while. Now let's um, zip. And I'm going to pretend you're not here. Okay. Yep. I mean, you're being very brave. Can I just say that? Like as a, as a one pod bro to another, you're being a very brave man yeah, about this. You know, I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. I'm trying to. I, I don't want to alarm you, but I'm looking at my iPhone while doing this. Cool, man. I'm sorry. One step at a time, Gary. Baby steps. All right. All right. Here it goes. Three, two, one. I, I wish, wish you could see games the way, the way that I do, I do for, for just, just one episode. One episode.
anything feel different? I don't have to piss anymore, but other than that, like, I mean, I've got that good feeling that you get after you pee, but I don't feel any magic powers or anything. So, I mean, I guess maybe it takes a little while. Maybe? I don't, I don't really know. Do you, do you think we should go record that Brave Fencer Musashi episode? Yeah, let's, let's get back on our planes to our respective towns and do that over Skype. Yeah, okay, cool. Holla. And see you in about three hours. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast. And this week we are talking about Brave Fencer Musashi, which is an action RPG developed and published by Square for the PlayStation in 1998. Yeah, and this is the game that we're playing because it won our winter 2015 action RPG poll. So this was decided by our Patreon backers. Um, If you don't know, if you support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash DuckDTV, probably about once a quarter, three times a year, somewhere around there, you can vote on what game we're going to do next Mm -hmm. in different genres. And this was the big winner. This was the big winner. And boy, does it put me in an awkward position. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, it's going to be fun because Cole Ray hates this game. So it's going to be fun for everyone except for Cole. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Hate is a pretty strong word, but I feel I feel like a real Gary. I just it's it's a strong word that you use several times in describing how you feel about this game. (laughs) Yes, okay. So it it is indeed a strong word. (laughs) Yep. Um, But it is also your word. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So let's before we get into that, and we'll get into the individual because I listener. I'm along for this ride just like you are. Like, I, I didn't expect Cole to, to hate this as I was going through. So I'm looking forward to finding out why, too. Um, in this game, so the, for people who don't know, um, this game you play is Musashi, who is a young, annoying swordsman <laughs> who was summoned to this strange kingdom in order to kind of fight stuff and jump on platforms. Yes, a young samurai who was voiced by the lady who does every little kid voice in anime. Essentially Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Like, he's really Sonic-like. Yeah, right down to the hair, actually. Like he Yeah, calling a... everyone old man. and <laughs> yeah. yeah, The way he taps his foot and stares impatiently yeah. at the screen. Yeah, the, the way all... that his lines sound like they're read in a different room. Like, he wasn't in the same studio with the people who he was reacting against. <laughs> right. Like, none of the ends of his sentences sound like they are replies to things. Whoa! Which, if you play the game, you'll understand. But, like, it doesn't, it's kind of hard to explain where he's just like, I think I'll do that. Like, everything is just this, like, very declarative, flat, enthusiastic read. Right. Yeah. Flat, enthusiastic. I like that. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's what it sounds like, though. It's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's apt, but it, it sounds like a contradiction. But that's what mm-hmm. it sounds like. Yeah. There's a shitload of voice acting in this game. Yeah, which is kind like, of part of why it was notable when it came yeah. out. Like, pretty much, you know, every character has a voice, even though they don't always use it. Um, there's ton, tons and tons of voice acting and tons of characters as well. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of uh, combat-wise, um, you have two swords is, is the kind of the big gimmick mm-hmm. of, uh, of this game. And one of many. Like, this game has a lot of kind of systems. One of the things that I'm – I when we get to kind of more criticisms and stuff, like, one of my things that's not my favorite thing about it is I feel like it has a lot of systems that don't always work together. Right. But you can't fault it for not having a lot of things going on. <laughs> right. Um, it has a lot of stuff going on. And and kind of one of the, the big draws is these two swords, uh, Fusion and Lumina. Yeah. So Fusion kind of lets you pull a Kirby. 
Um, you uh, you charge it up and you throw it out and you hope that the game registers your button presses enough to fill up a gauge so you take the ability and use that to solve puzzles, maybe. Yeah, you tap, you tap on the ability. So it gets a little bit of that, like, kind of Wario, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Super Mario Land 3 action where, like, you're, you're, you're in an area and you take the ability of an enemy. And sometimes they seem like they could be detrimental, but you use them to, to power past the, certain enemies or, or situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like, it being there being so many things in this game, like, it's not – that's not really the emphasis of the game either because there's also Lumina, which is your sword that gets powered with elemental abilities. Mm-hmm. And you use those to either attack or to also get past certain environmental challenges. Yeah, or to force you to go into a menu. Um, that's true you do you do spend a lot of time in the menu in this game um which is that's one of those things i just keep thinking about like if they did a 3ds remake of it like that was mm-hmm. the big reason why ogarina of time 3d was better because yeah. you can just tap the item that you want mm-hmm. like just being able to quickly tap the thing that you want to switch to would make a huge difference yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and sound more terrible i realize i'm sounding pissy so no you can even sound <laughs> as pissy as you want man yeah. like piss it up yeah so, <laughs> piss it up, piss yeah. it up USA. Yeah, but these uh, the, the, these attacks are pretty cool. Like there are only a couple of instances, like particularly in boss fights, where the attacks are used to do damage to somebody. But mm-hmm. each of them kind of has uh, some kind of like little puzzle um, um, applications as well. Yeah, and, and and speaking of which, there's a third thing even <laughs> that you go around and, and collect and unlock that does this stuff. You're right. Um, these yeah. uh, the, these pieces of legendary armor, which uh, like. This is pretty cool. Like it's empowering. You get double jump, which it's kind of crazy. Here's my theorem: double jump is four times as fun as regular jump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll buy it. It's a geometric progression. <laughs> yeah, d- d- double jump is way is way fun, and it, it also helps you move quicker, which I helped like helped a lot in this game because there's no dash button. Right. So like, just getting from area to area, like constantly double jumping places, is pretty fun. And it adds this air of like Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. I, I pronounced Metroid real weird right there. Metro- Metroidvania? Well, Metroid. Um, Metroidvania. Metroid. Uh, Mr. Metroid. Um, Metroidvania. So, like, you you know, I can't get to this area because I can't double jump. I'm going to have to come back later. Yeah. And, and do this. Or I can't get to this area because I can't climb walls. Yeah. And you're going to so, spend a lot of time backtracking. Like, there are very few um, distinct areas in this game. Yeah, there are only like, a few. Yeah, there are only a few distinct dungeons. And uh, some of them, it kind of is okay because you're opening up whole new parts of them. Right. And sometimes, but you often, you just have to get through the part you already did right. to get there, which is not that fun. There's no fast travel or teleport or anything like that. Yeah. Um, in, a, in a kind of a weird little nod to roguelikes, um, <laughs> you have to eat and sleep right. um, in the game. So eating re- restores your, your kind of your power points. Your BP, you know, binge-type points. Yeah, binge-type <laughs> points. But you also get tired. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to sleep every once in a while. If you're tired, it affects your abilities. And you more or less can just fall asleep anywhere in what I consider to be a pretty adorable little animation. Oh, yeah, it's great. Like, he just, like, like a little cartoon, he stretches up and yawns and then falls over, like, a tree. Somebody screams lumber. Yep. <laughs> yep. And just fall asleep wherever he's at. And you can actually do this just out, out in the wild, too. You yeah. just want to find a secluded little corner where the enemies don't go. Yeah, just for a little nappy. For, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, also, I said just, I just said screams lumber as though that's a thing people say. Screams timber. Timber. Yeah. timber. <laughs> lumber. Yeah. That's we what, know. That's, what, that's why we're here. <laughs> that's what the alien says trying to fit in. <laughs> It's, it's, it's like the uh it, it, if every job just did that yeah like like just retail <laughs> <laughs> what, 
<laughs> what's with all these insurance claims for like vocal noise everybody <laughs> has to shout what they do every time they do it they're fucking pokemon <laughs> it is it's very pokemon like yep. in, in that respect yeah um and when you fall asleep um at least initially until you get a certain item your hunger gauge goes down your right. bp goes down so it's kind of a little bit of a cost benefit you have to bring some food but also you get an item eventually that makes sleeping restore your your hunger, right. which I imagine is like a root system crawling out of Musashi's skin into the ground. <laughs> he is photosynthetic skin. Yes. Yeah, it That's what I'm the thinking curious life there. of Jake Green or whatever. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that, that that's sleeping, though. Like, the, it's it's a neat system, but I found that it really got in the way of, like, certain really long dungeons later on where it's like there's really no safe place for me to, like, park it. Um, but as you go along, like as you, as you get sleepier, you, your, your already lazy sword slash gets even lazier and yeah. you can't move as quickly, which affects your jumping. Well, you had, you had to bring stuff to, to combat it. You can, you can eat mints. Yeah. yeah. To combat your sleepiness. So like until you get, um, the item that makes you recharge faster, mm -hmm. you know, typically, um, I, I, you'll bring a mint with you. Um, but the worst part of this to me, the part that got on my nerves was the last dungeon where you can't sleep mm -hmm. and is also grueling and never ending and right. hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. No excuse for that. <laughs> like yeah, the last dungeon. Yeah. The last dungeon is very, uh, hard and frustrating. Yeah. Like that is where like I, I didn't turn on this game and I give it a tentative recommendation. Like I like it, but at the end of like the last, the chapter six is a real pain in the ass. Right. I think. Yeah. Um, kind of along with this sleep cycle, uh, you have a day and night cycle, which again, this is kind of along with the voice acting, something the game is really lauded for. Um, mm -hmm. for kind of bringing to like less simulation-y console games. Um, and the day kind of the week cycle. Like you go through the days of the week and certain clo stores are like closed on certain days. Right, right. Yeah, which was never more than a nuisance, but was a nice little like verisimilitude. Yeah, it's like a nod. But yeah. uh, I think that what it does for me and like why I kind of like am against it here, whereas I would be for, for it in other places, is um, <clears throat> it makes it so you have to wait a lot. And yeah. It, and it complicates the, uh, complicates the flagging actually uh you know to a certain extent like when you're trying to specifically talk to the mayor who is usually the person who helps move things forward um there are like there are potentially like five different states that he could be in only one of which is the one that is going to get you you know forward like let you let you proceed and just that is just baffling <laughs> yeah I, I didn't have a problem with that like i would get there at night and then just go stay at the end and the mayor was generally just kind of there maybe i just lucked out but I mean, I think I probably ran there once or twice when the mayor was out walking around. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just went and, and took a nap and came back and it wasn't too big a deal. Mm -hmm. um, so I can see that being frustrating, but it wasn't it wasn't that frustrating to me. Yeah. Something that's pretty cool, though, and like a thing that I like about this is the collectibles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and one of which is more like as a kind of a classic dark cloud mm -hmm. uh, soul blazer thing where you're collecting people in this town. Mm hmm. You know, and going out and, and these people in this town have been kidnapped, or this kingdom, and you go rescue them. And they add, like, they're kind of significant. Like, sometimes they are just, you know, flavor. But a lot of them, I would say probably half of the people you unlock end up being important to solving a puzzle later or give you some kind of mechanical benefit mm -hmm. for doing so. So that's really cool and gives you a reason to explore yeah. um, when you're, out, you're off the critical path when you're out and about. Right. I really and truly wish the interface for getting at them was easier, though. Oh, like rather than going and go... having them prayed out. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's real weird. Yeah. I wish that too. Like, it'd be, it'd be great if they, if they had a benefit to confer upon you, if they gave it to you before they left, because going in and checking in, there's no, there, there's nothing in the interface that says like, oh, you haven't talked to this person yet. So there were just times, you know, there is like, it says, I better meet them if you haven't talked to them. But then if you have talked to them, it says, I, I want to see what they're up to. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, you, you, there is a there is a way that it marks off who hasn't been talked to yet. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're talking about the weird, I mean, it's still weird and it's still pain. Mm-hmm. Like you still have to go to the the palace and then have uh, the old guy, um, you yeah. know, parade them out one by one. Like they're just waiting backstage, waiting to get called up for an audition. Yep. For Musashi. Yeah. So that is a pain, but there is a way to know whether you talk yeah. to somebody yet or not. Which is funny because like they they make a concession. I love what they do by making the castle um, a menu. Yeah. Instead of like just a place that you have to walk around uh diegetically and just hope that somebody is there like well, yeah, that, imagine really, that nightmare like yeah. if you had to walk to like oh i'm gonna go down to the carpentry studio to find the carpenters mm-hmm. i had to walk up to the the kitchen to find all the cooking people like yeah that would suck yeah and that's something like that a lot of people i think associate with just gen- you know general rpgs like it's lost uh, it's not an rpg or a square rpg if i can't walk around the town and talk to people but i don't know that that's ever really been fun <laughs> in, in this one they kind of do both like right. the actual town itself I appreciate having this kind of like vi- because they do a lot of action scenes there, mm-hmm. like getting to know it visually. Right. But I, I think that the game was wise in saying that we only really need that once. Right. We don't need that twice. I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. Like there are parts of like I have a lot of fond memories of specifically, weirdly enough, like the towns in Final Fantasy four yeah. um, just because of weird hidden shit. Mm hmm. You can you can sometimes find in them the like, witch will oh, turn gonna... you into, into a frog, the dancers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, and just like oh, I'm gonna crawl under this wall and walk down the sluice gate mm-hmm. and find a treasure chest in the water down in the pool. <laughs> because you know, as we know, like Final that. Fantasy is in love with sluice gates. They love they love them sluice. Yeah, um, the sluice is loose <laughs> when it comes to Final Fantasy. Loosh. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, but uh, I I agree with you, and I like that the fact that the uh, yeah. the palace is a menu. I just wish that there weren't as many layers right to it. Um for getting and talking to people. Um, the other collectible is action figures, mm-hmm. which I really like. I don't know what you ended up thinking about this. And this was, I do in full disclosure. Like I played this when I came out. Yeah. Um, so I have a little bit of like late teens memory mm-hmm. as opposed to just uh, coming at this totally fresh. So yeah. I might be blinded by nostalgia, but like, yeah. I thought this was really charming. Like I, you, you know, you're a little kid mm-hmm. in this game. You can buy these toys from this teen. Yep. His late night anime action figure store. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can you can either keep them in the package where they will appreciate in value, yep. and you can sell them later, or you can open them up and play with them. Yeah, it's like a little yeah. investment system. Yeah, and yeah. they have like they have like a little cute. They're all the people you run into in the game, all mm-hmm. the monsters. So like, I just have kind of thinking how fun it would be like if I was this little adventurer running into all the things that I like. It, like the idea of Musashi like banging the Musashi figure versus the Rutrik figure <laughs> yep. in his room is really cute to me. Yeah, I also like the idea of Musashi being this Tom Hanks from Big Figure, where he talks to the toy company and describes these monsters that he fought. Mm-hmm. And then reaps the spoils by being able to buy them. Yeah. 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 I like the action figures a lot. Um, when I was younger, I collected all of them. Um, this time I did not because we got time for that shit. Yeah. Um, but you, if you, if there are a lot of them are kind of hidden behind things. Like sometimes you just have to run to a monster to get his toy. Sometimes you have to fulfill certain requirements. Right. Yeah, yeah, and it's pretty cool. Like you can see them go through little animations. Like the the the, the models are more detailed than what you encounter out in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, oh, that's what they meant for this thing to look like. Yes. I, I, I like this version of that. Yes. Yeah. Um, um yeah. So like that, like that, that's pretty cool. I enjoy that, like, you know, that, that, that side of it because it is charming and it's right there. But, um, yeah. Yeah. And then the reason why the, those, those better models are significant is because, uh, graphically this game is really ugly. Um, it is like, it is one of Square's first like fully, uh, polygonal games. Mm-hmm. And man, it's it's really rough to look at. It shows, and it's really yeah. okay. So this this is where I feel a little bit uh, like a little bit crazy about this because I think that actually is why this is no fun for me to play. Not the <laughs> looks, but just the, the the way everything kind of like moves and interacts with each other. The general floatiness, 
the general like just the the the, the laziness of Musashi's like sword swipes kind of felt like there was no real ability to distinguish what was going to hit me and when and the platforming just kind of never really stuck like everything just feels like they needed like one more pass to actually give things weight and uh you know actually check the collisions on stuff in yeah, order yeah to, you don't like, like the, the kinesthetics like the right. game feel of it right yeah feels like, floaty and weird and in a game that is pretty much entirely uh fighting stuff and jump mechanics like you know jump puzzles neither of those really worked for me and so what that led to was just a bunch of really frustrating situations where musashi wouldn't do what i told him to do and eventually it got to the point where i was like i need to play this with save states because there's going to be some bullshit and i just have to be able to power through yeah i and and to be and the interest of full disclosure like i abused save states like crazy Right. During this, um, partly just because of the, the save system, like you have to save, you know, in town right. and some of these dungeons are really long and because there would be difficult platforming challenges. And like I eventually I think I, I like half agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think I had that problem a lot with combat. Um, and part of it is like a range issue. Like you have to be so close to an enemy and they have hitboxes that, that vary a lot yeah. that to get close enough to hit them. A lot of times I would end up being in their their hurt box. Right. Um, the platforming, like typically, will the camera will change to an angle that makes it advantageous to you mm-hmm. to do it. And the platforming, like, didn't really bother me. Yeah. Like, I think they did that fairly well for a 3D, like for a game of this vintage yeah. that isn't totally based on. I think that went pretty well. Yeah. Not flawlessly, yeah. but like there, that didn't bother me. There were just so many occasions where I would clip through the geometry as I was like, yes, I should have landed on that. But actually, no, you didn't. Like it just yeah. like it, it felt sloppy. And like this is where I feel like a dick because I've already, you know, read ahead and edited everybody's responses to this. Like people who played this when they, you know, when it was contemporary, love it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like if we were playing like the Legend of Mystical Ninja game for the N64, I would probably be feel the same way. Talk about uh, everything here in roughly the same kind of nostalgic tones around it, even though that game is kind of a mess. So I feel like I'm taking a shit on people who have given us money uh, by saying right. I don't like this thing. No, it's not taking a shit. Like that's what the, that's why they're giving you money is to say what you think about the thing. Yeah. The um, yeah, I mean, I I can't separate any nostalgia I have mm-hmm. from it. Like, am I in a hurry to play through it again? No. Mm-hmm. Like, I was happy to to be done with it, especially after that last chapter, mm-hmm. which is really grueling. Um, but I still I still think it's got some merits. Mm-hmm. Um, and I totally but, do, do too. Like, in in full disclosure, the stuff about this that works really does work. I I love the tone, like the the, the whole food and drink thing works really great. It's, it's yeah, it's very it's it's very yeah, it's it's really yeah. odd. Like yeah, it's it like, has it. It's it's offbeat uh-huh. in a way that I, I really like. Yeah, it's unhinged in exactly the way that I like things to be unhinged. Yeah, you know? in like a weird kind of innocent, like innocent and goofy way. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no uh, there's no sly like dark irony to anything mm-hmm. really that's happening. It's just kind of it's kind of goofy fun, yeah. which I really like. And I, I think that even with that said, like I'm probably a little bit more forgiving of the play. And I don't know if that's just because I remember like this is how it was mm-hmm. or because I was just jam hamming on the uh, save state button yeah. when I would get to a new area. So I never had to like yeah. truck back from town yeah. to do a dungeon. Like I just had to truck back from the beginning of the dungeon. Right. So I like, I got through like the first two, three chapters before I figured out how to get my save into an emulator. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, like I, I think that maybe I was more sensitive because I realized at points where I was slam jam in the quick save and quick load, like, Oh, this actually would have been, you know, 20 or 30 extra minutes of me struggling against that if i had to make that run every single time and, and it's frustrating to you. well because i was sorry to cut you off but like what's so dumb about it is they have that soft save system mm-hmm. with the uh with the chest but they, they there's like three of them in the game <laughs> right 
like there really needs to be one of those at the beginning of every dungeon. Yeah. And that would have been huge, like a huge concession to the to, to gameplay that I would have really appreciated. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, oftentimes we kind of, you know, evaluate games with the assumption that save states are available because that's how we play them uh, for the purposes of getting through them for the show. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, but boy, oh boy, like if I wasn't playing this for the show and if I didn't have save states, there were multiple points of time where I would have quit. And usually when you heard me saying I hate this game, it was after I experienced one of those. Yeah. And I, and I, like, and I could see it like this is this game is super frustrating. Like I was playing to not I have a disc of this. I wasn't planning to play it on save states. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Bob Mackey of Retronauts recently replayed and he says, no, you should do save states. Like yeah. I replayed it. I, I like it. But there are a couple of really frustrating parts. You'll appreciate that. And I'm glad I went into it with that. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's just like a mindset thing, too. Like I went into it knowing that tool was available to me mm-hmm. from the beginning. And that helped a lot. Yeah. You know, as opposed to like kind of coming to it halfway through. Yeah. 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 Um, talk to me a little bit about the the translation and kind of what it was like what it was like when this game came out when yeah. the circumstances. Yeah, so so it's funny that this game has so many puns because like it's a little bit of a triumph of localization, even though they were really hobbled. So the kind of the enemy kingdom, the evil empire in this, is the Thirst Quencher Empire, which uh, uh, originally everything to do with it had uh, had puns based on alcoholic beverages, as opposed mm-hmm. to the good guys, where you know the all you can eat kingdom. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's the first time I said that out loud. Yeah, um, the All You Can Eat Kingdom uh, is all based on food. However, uh, when they brought it to the states, alcohol is a no-no in a in an everyone-rated game or a teen-rated game. So they changed it to soft drinks. So they went from vodka draginski to uh, soda popinski. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and uh, there's a really really clever little bit with one of the characters' names that mm-hmm. foreshadows what little uh, you know plot yeah. this has yeah, that I, like I really that. really like. Yep. Um, that, that they do with that. It's also a lot of people probably know um, know this primarily uh, because it came with a demo mm-hmm. of Final Fantasy VIII. Um, that's definitely one of the reasons why I picked it up mm-hmm. when I was young because I was a you know Final Fantasy maniac. Um, and you know we some you know in twenty years we'll talk about Final Fantasy VIII mm-hmm. and uh, and we can go into that. But I remember being young and being feeling like it was going to be like a little bit of a Zone of the Ender situation, like where yeah. I was buying the game for the demo and just being really pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that, that that's exactly what it is. I was surprised because I remember Square did that, like with uh, what was it, Bushido Blade? They packaged the uh, or Toe Ball Number Two. They had the Final Fantasy Seven demo. Yep. Like that's a really savvy marketing move to get yeah. people to buy these games that otherwise, you know, like Brave Fencer Musashi. Half of those half of those words are nonsense. Yeah. Like, how <laughs> do you market this game? Well, you just t- you tie it to uh, something that is much more popular. Yeah. And, and it, and there's not like, I mean, they had confidence in the product. Like mm-hmm. the, when you read about like the kind of the development of this, the, um, the, the guy who made it, whose name I, I, I forget because I have a part time Japanese name sometimes, um, you know, was not confident in it until he kind of saw it on the page. And then it was mm-hmm. like, no, this is actually pretty good. Right. Um, I like this, you know, and, and then decided to push it. And like, to me, and this is more of kind of a general wrap up thing, but like one of the reasons why I have an affection for this is because it signals to me that weird era that Square was really experimental. Yeah. Like, you know, you brought up Bushido Blade, um, Tobol and stuff. Like, I like that, like, 32-bit era square might end up being my favorite era for them, even though my favorite Final Fantasies came before that. Right. Just because they're so weird, mm-hmm. like, during this time. Like, they were doing a lot of goofy shit because they had power, and I really like that. Yeah. And, like, it, it ends up being the best of what happened on the PlayStation 1 or indicative of, like, oh, there was this weird experimental period, not just in Square, but across the board where different stuff, you know, got through that we, like, the you don't see a tone like this outside of, like, the indie scene now. 
Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Like just the, 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 the willingness to kind of take a risk. Yeah. And I really, I really appreciate that. Yeah. I, I, like, I dig this from a historical perspective. Like, yeah. you know, just kind of like the, this is kind of a bellwether for like where Square's head was at. Like as they were simultaneously putting out these massive cinematic, you know, successful uh, Final Fantasy games, you know, kind of these boutique things that came out in the margins, um, you know, having a value. Um, yeah. You know, that's, that's really great. And I'm happy this sold because it means that they're, potentially are people who like like something quirky and weird like this exactly yeah exactly and just something that's off genre for a company that really has only done one thing Mm -hmm. before like i i'm kind of charmed by the idea of their thinking you know like well you know people love final fantasy 7 we're good jubillionaires now Mm -hmm. you know what would it be like if we made this and without exception the answer to those questions are all really interesting even when they're not good yeah like urges and einhander and tobal and and uh you know, and, and Bushido Blade are all like Bushido Blade, I think, is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, and this are all like at least interesting, even if you don't think they're good. Like they're like, oh, this is what happens when a company that doesn't usually make this type of game does that and brings their sensibilities to yeah. it. You know, it's weird because like one generation later in the Xbox and PlayStation 2 generation, um, Ubisoft did something really similar. Like they had mm-hmm. the Tom Clancy stuff that was kind of carrying everything through, and on you know handheld they had uh, like the, the the pets and brats, you know, like all of these kid oriented games. But simultaneously with that, they were releasing these kind of like loss leaders. They were releasing your Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, and your Beyond Good and Evil, right? Mm-hmm. Like just kind of back when Ubisoft kind of had a spine to to make to to make these kind of just to make a non open world thousands of objective game. Yes, which is all they do now, right? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like you, you can see these kind of things pop up before everything kind of calcifies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like that. I mean, I like that. Like I'm going to, I'm going to like an experimental period mm-hmm. from a company I really love. Um, this game, you know, as we mentioned, it was a success and it did have a sequel on the PlayStation two, which I've never played uh, called Musashi Samurai legend. Um, and it, it looks a little bit edgier yeah. than, that, than this. It looks uh kingdom heartsy actually. Yeah. Like if you look at the, if you look at the character designs and stuff, yeah. Which, and, and uh, it, nope <laughs> almost yeah almost everything is edgier than this like this is this is the least edgy game that's ever been yeah, yeah. this is like mario is slightly edgier than this um like nary a corner to be found yes uh, yep. tons of visible polygons no corners the brain messy massage story yes. <laughs> um yeah but i i'm not gonna handle a kingdom's heart hearts game nope those games are awful here's the secret to those people who are mad about kingdom hearts games not being good anymore they were never good <laughs> Those are terrible games. Like, I, ugh, they're so boring. That first game is so boring. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm along for the ride with you on that one. That's uh... like, like the, even just looking at the, the protagonist is hard. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like it's everything about Final Fantasy with like nothing about it that is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and Teflon. Then, Your eyes just kind of roll off of it. And then pour a bunch of Disney all over it. <sighs> Which I don't, I don't care. Like, like, won't you wonder what happened if your favorite Final Fantasy characters interact with your favorite Disney characters? Of course not. No, it, not even remotely. I, like, I, that never occurred to me, and no. it never would. I think it's a tragedy that Mickey Mouse has more like cachet in America than Bugs Bunny. Like, yeah. like that, that is one of the great injustices of the past century. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Disney is bland and awful, and I mean, it's well animated softness mm-hmm. is is what i associate with a lot of that period of, of disney like it was even like in the 80s like i was always really happy with like cartoons that came out that weren't disney just because they weren't disney mm-hmm. like i was like one of my favorite 80s anime movies is uh, miss Frisbee and the rats of nim and not just because it's like super dark and great but also just like oh this looks a little bit different as opposed to this like weird like 80s through the 90s disney aesthetic that i just associate with being like really really samey yeah 
like every you know everything just kind of has this very very similar look to it that i just yeah. can't can't truck yeah that, that 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 sameness would kind of lead to a really just toxic i can't separate that period of disney from fan art yeah <laughs> you know and just uh it, yeah easy to emulate easy to emulate does not equal good yeah like that, that kind of stuff drives me nuts and i never wanted it in my final fantasy like, it's not like it was a, like a travesty. It wasn't like a insult to gamer kind or anything like right. that. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like not for me. It's just yeah. unappealing. Mm -hmm. Um, tell us about the plot of this game, though. Yeah, has nothing to do with that stuff. <laughs> right. So since this is an RPG, the so, you know a lot of the uh, fun is in the discovery. So we're going to do like a little bit of a setup here. Uh, the All You Can Eat Kingdom is under attack by the Thirst Quencher Empire, and Princess Fillet's last hope is to use the magic power of Binchatite Ore to summon a legendary hero, the brave fencer Musashi. And what they get instead is a little kid reincarnation of the hero. Gary, did you know Musashi was an actual person? Yes. Okay. He is he, he is kind of a Paul Bunyan figure in uh, Japanese history uh, because he defeated somebody with an oar. Like he is one of their big hero guys. Yeah. Which which adds it's the reason why everyone's so shocked that they get this this little kid who's honestly not that much shorter than they are. Um, <laughs> you know, is because they were looking to summon, yeah. you know, Jesus, <laughs> and so they got Pinocchio. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like in that Kingdom Hearts mashup. Um, so the uh, the citizens of the All-You-Can-Eat All Empire have been trapped in this uh, bencho tight. And Musashi is tasked with finding the legendary sword Lumina and using it to save the kingdom. Uh, he must collect five elemental scrolls, defeat six crest guardians, and collect five pieces of legendary armor in order to defeat some kind of dark wizard uh, that really feels like it comes out of nowhere. Yep. Um, Square. Along with, it's Square, man. Yeah, exactly. Like they have to, Satan has to be the unboss. Um, <laughs> along with Fuhrer Flatsky and his band of leaders. At the end, one of my favorite uh, Liar Town USA gags is uh, a Netflix summary for a movie called The Malediction Prophecy. I think I've seen that before. Yeah, that's very it, funny. Where it's this ancient order is seeking to find this relic which will stop this order. Like it's just a run-on sentence where everything is behind everything else. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what this plot is. That's yeah. What this setup is. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So collecting is the order of the day. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, this kind of leads seamlessly into the into the opening where pretty much that exact same thing happens. You kind of you see uh, uh, the, the different ticks that everybody here has, uh, something that uh, Square does really well in differentiating characters through text. Uh, and also you're getting a sense for their voiceover. So you have one guy, Stuart Ribson, who talks in phony dragon warrior, oldie Englishy. Yeah, he adds F, you know, to the end of everything. Right. It's it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, this guy's great. And then you also get Scribe Shanky, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> who's just as has a super feminine voice. Yeah. And and also yeah. calls him handsome. Which, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's a little bit of like gay panic stuff going on there. A little bit. But but again, like the reason why I think it doesn't it lands just fine is because Musashi is oblivious to everything. Oh yeah. Like anything that's happening around him, he's just like, gotta go out and do it. Yeah. You know, and, and just, you know, just ignores it all. So it doesn't feel gross in any way. Like, mm -hmm. you know, any of, none of the stuff feels gross. Like even like, you know, and the, 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 the princess, like being unable to like fend for herself, like mm -hmm. them constantly calling him a midget, like yeah. none of that stuff feels gross with modern lenses just because it is so oblivious. Right. To me. And that, like that stays throughout the entire thing. Like there's almost no character development that happens in this. No, it, yeah, especially not to Musashi, who's right. just like, you know, set out to be a hero, does it, 
And then, and then, like right before the credits, he's like, "Hey, old man!" And then the credits <laughs> pop up, and it's like he's still Musashi. Yeah, like, that's our guy. Up. Yep. Yeah, it's like uh, he's he's like uh, Finn the human from the first half of the first season of Adventure Time, a little bit. Yeah. 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 So uh, they get this guy, and they're real upset, but they figure they might as well make you know savior savior aid out of the savior they've been given. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you're sent out for your first kind of big MacGuffin, which is this uh, this Lumina. Yeah, and you you start out with just the the fusion sword, right. and uh, and you and you're kind of using this during this first uh, chapter one. The journey begins. Um, we had to go up the spiral tower in order to get that. Right, and this is pretty linear. Like, if if the whole game was this, I would have been really upset because it's kind of a kind of a Crash Bandicoot running up into the right kind of yeah. sense of things. Yeah. Um, which is, which is good because they, you know, they put the training wheels on, um, and just kind of like, let you get a sense for what the combat is like. And that's not fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I, I was, I, I was really, really hoping that the, uh, the sword slashes would get snappier. Like, I don't expect this to be a platinum game, but even here, as people are shooting at you, there's really nothing you can do aside from lazily hope your polygon mass tweens a couple of frames to the right so that you can avoid this bullet whose hitbox is twice as big as its sprite. Yeah, I, I, I honestly didn't have that big a problem with these guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it didn't, it just didn't feel that way to me. I, part of it when you, when you first were talking about that a little bit, I wondered whether it was an emulation thing. Like, I, it just like I just I didn't have that experience yeah. with that. Like, there are this, a couple parts, but not was, consistently. This, this was hardware and two different emulators. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, I just I didn't I just didn't have that experience with it. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't that uh, that bothersome. Like, everything moves slow. Like, projectiles move very slowly. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have a real problem getting out of the way of them the only thing that i the part where i agree with you is like i have to i was frustrated that you have to get so close to enemies mm-hmm. to attack them and i would end up accidentally throwing them yep pretty consistently but i would just what i would do is i would just uh fusion a guy and then just use a projectile to get right. through most areas yeah because you know in a game I mean? about a fencer you want to shoot dudes well it's not because i like i didn't want to do it just because oh, yeah. it worked better yeah like yeah, in a game about a guy who can who can yeah. suck powers out of things i do want to suck powers out yeah, of things yeah i'm just being glib it's yeah He's the fencing is not great. Right. If that if that is your point, the fencing is not good. <laughs> nope. Um, and and part of I really think a lot of that has to do with sword length, especially like because we're playing a 3D game dot heroes for uh, bonfires of chat, <laughs> yeah. which has a huge sword. But even if it's a minimum, like the sword is like twice as tall as you at its shortest. Mm-hmm. And here it's like realistically proportioned. Like even if you play Zelda, like Link to the Past, that sword is as long as you are. Right. You know, and that's not realistic. And, and that's why a lot of people didn't like Zelda 2 is because it seems like you have this puny little dagger. But no, you just have like a short sword. Mm-hmm. Like that's how big they are. Right. You know, like we exaggerate the size of, size of swords in video games. Mm-hmm. In order uh, to make those this, games fun. Exactly. <laughs> and, this, and this game doesn't do it. So you have to get very close to things. Yeah. Um, which I, I also did not like. Yeah. Mostly because I accidentally threw them. Like it was always yeah. picking up. And it's kind of cool that you can pick up and throw guys. I spent a lot of time throwing guys into the river mm-hmm. um, instead of dealing with them. But like yeah. that might impact your experience. Mm-hmm. Game. Yeah. I, I think it does. Yeah. I, I, it possibly, I, I forget. You definitely, if you throw them off of something, you don't get items from them. Yeah, um, that's true. Which is a big deal because that's where you get some recharges that make, you know, just lasting through a dungeon. It gives you a little bit more endurance and staying power throughout the entire thing. Yeah, that throwing is really problematic because, like, you have to press toward. That like, happens when you press toward an enemy and, you know, and and attack, but you're always going to be pressing towards an enemy because uh, your rage is so shitty. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, so to get close after it. Yeah, I, I agree. The the throwing that that's a problem, and it doesn't do enough damage if you throw them on land. If you don't throw them on a river mm-hmm. to actually kill them, so it kind of just makes it frustrating to keep going mm-hmm. with a guy um 
Yeah, like I, I did not. I like the idea that I could throw a guy. I didn't like how it played out mechanically just because the sword needed to be longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So eventually um, I ended up just kind of doing jump attacks mm-hmm. on things, which uh, one would get me into into somebody's hitbox better and two would stop me from throwing them. Yeah. So and then when I would land, then I would do my combos and it worked just fine. Mm-hmm. But I would always kind of lead off with a jump attack. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you proceed up this path and you get to a tower where this kind of becomes what the game is eventually going to be. Which is a, a you know platforming challenge kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You're avoiding these obstacles. You are destroying these statues in order to kind of ascend past these really cool hanging skeletons. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> plenty of skeletons, and it plays with the, that kind of like a two. It's like ends up kind of that two point five D oh like kind of perspective. Yeah. yeah, like Klonoa, where there's like things in the background that are shooting at you and things in the foreground, um, and you're just kind of making your way up. Like it kind of it's in three D, but it's kind of sticks you to the the platform. Mm-hmm. So it kind of becomes kind of a side scroller right. at certain points, which which I was fine with. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, um, you get up to the top of the tower, mm-hmm. and uh, is this when? So it's sending the tower with the logs. I remember the logs that come down the tower. I'm trying to remember the logs on the way up. Uh, the logs are like on the outside. You ascend, you ascend up the outside, and then you go on the inside as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, the first kind of big puzzle mm-hmm. thing comes up at the top here, where there are platforms that if you have weight on them. They, it actually, it frees the Lumina, which like for a pretty big sword, like this seems like a dumb way to, <laughs> like a dumb puzzle to guard the, the right. ultimate artifact of the game. But you have to absorb the stun power from somebody mm-hmm. and stick them on the platform so you can go get it in kind of a, a Wario-esque way. Yeah, yeah. And so like what they're trying to encourage you to do is absorb everybody in order to see what power they use. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it here and I like it anytime it pops up. I don't feel like it pops up enough. It doesn't, it doesn't pop up enough. One of the things I would say about this game is that like it does so many things and it doesn't concentrate on any individual one. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them. Like it is not when earlier when I said it's a game about absorbing people's power, it's not right. Like it is a game that is in equal parts about like a thousand tiny little things. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't really emphasize this. And it gets a little frustrating when you get to a, a lock mm-hmm. and you have four different keys and you have to figure out whether the key is absorbing somebody nearby using one of your elemental powers, using one of your armor pieces, uh, that gets a little bit frustrating later. Right. It's so the a, signaling as to what you need to do is not always great. Yeah, it's a little bit the Arkham City challenge where there's so much that you have to kind of keep track of a little bit in terms yeah. of like the verbs at your disposal that coming upon something that they haven't asked you, asked you to do in a while ends up being more difficult than it should be just because, oh, I thought that wasn't a thing anymore. Right. Uh, you take Lumina, and uh, this turns into Indiana, Indiana Jones meets Crash Bandicoot, Crash Jones, um, yeah. <laughs> as you're running down the side of this tower, which is pretty cool. Like yeah. I like it cinematically. It's pretty great. I never like when you're running towards the camera, and you have to jump over stuff that you only have like maybe a couple of frames to see uh, along yeah. the way. But it's and when, not, and when, when they repeat this, they, they rectify that. There's a similar scene later, mm-hmm. and they, they change the camera. Um, it, it doesn't get really frustrating until you get down into the into the path, which, okay, that linearity kind of pays off here because you're running uh, along this place that you've seen before through a different perspective. Um, however, that, uh, that that river jump ends up being a real problem. Yeah, that river jump is tough. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it's interesting. This, too, signals the way that the game is going to have these little set piece moments. Mm-hmm. Like, again, like talking about how it can't really focus. Like, it, it's almost like the game has ADHD much like a tiny little brave fencer Masashi does, right. like where it's constantly looking after the new shiny kind of object mm-hmm. because you're going to be doing a lot of little things like this. Yeah. Like you get to an area and it's like instead of, you know, instead of it being like, here are the mechanics you've mastered on your way here, mm-hmm. here's the final exam for them. 
that happens sometimes, but off, just as often it's like, well, here's a totally new thing to kind of get you to the next big, like, goofy challenge that sometimes has a totally different set of mechanics yeah. to it. Which variety is slash can be a really good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I, I would say it half works here. Mm-hmm. Like about half the things I really liked, yeah. half of them I, di- I didn't care for too much. Mm-hmm. And then within the ones I cared for, maybe, you know, half of it I didn't like. And within the ones I didn't care for, maybe half of it I thought was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So none of them are total successes. <laughs> right. But, yeah. but you know, you, you, you can't call it, well, I guess at some points you could call it boring. You can't call it stayed. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not stayed. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, this solves the problem of how do I get back to the castle uh, by just <laughs> having this gigantic head boulder chase you to the castle. Yeah, <laughs> where you encounter kind of the first representative of this thirst quencher empire, uh, Rutrik, who uh, he looks, he reminds me of, um, oh my gosh, Flame Manatee or whatever, not Manatee, oh, sure. uh, from um, uh, Mega Man X. Or... Yeah, Flame Mammoth. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a he's an he's an elephant. He's a Dixie elephant knight. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a toe like this. <laughs> he's got a real like Creole <laughs> bluster. Yeah, steam knife. Why don't you cook this crawdad? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then you're like, oh, this Takes is off on a fan I'm... boat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> how did crime go? Um, the uh, yeah, so 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 he heads out, and essentially he's he's kidnapping, or he has kidnapped Princess Flay, right? And he sticks uh, the steam knight on you, who mm-hmm. is the first boss. Yeah, which I like the bosses in this game by and large. I like them. I like two thirds of them. Yeah. Like a lot of them, like they're the way the bosses work are not just like do enough damage to them. Mm-hmm. It's dodge their, figure out their patterns and dodge their attacks enough until they show their weak point. And then right. you have to hit that a certain amount of time when it's three times. I'm into it. Yep. When it's five, I'm not. Nope. So, so somewhere like three is the perfect number for the times I have to do this thing. Yeah, I see. And I don't know why they have health bars because, yeah. you know, you're, you're doing damage to them and you're just trying to bide your time until until they expose their weak point. That's what I want to know. I want to know how far away they are from exposing their weak point. Yeah. And find some other way to indicate how many hits it's going to take. Like, because, you know, like, that's what I need status on. Yep. You know, not how many more hits is it going to take to, like, kill this thing. Like, the, right. the, 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 separ- like the separation between, okay, what you're actually playing and trying to figure out to beat this guy versus are you going to be able to take advantage of the window of opportunity here? Like, those are two, like, subtly different things that the interface doesn't accommodate in a way that I found, like, useful. Yeah, I, I agree. And it gets to be a bigger problem a little bit later on where enemies have shorter windows where their weak points are mm-hmm. open. Um, to where knowing when you need to be like, I need to be dodging them, but I need to be dodging them close to them mm-hmm. because I'm only going to have a couple of seconds to get in there. Right. Especially, because it's very important. Yeah. Especially because sometimes you need to charge up an attack and that is, yep. that, that is something that they, they really are making you gauge. Right. Yeah. The, the, especially the end boss. Right. So that's a big problem. Um, here, I don't think it's that bad. Like he is tough. Like it is a tough fight. Um, but he does not. Does that like I'm still okay with this guy? Yeah. Um, it does take a little bit too long, and you're not very powerful at this point, kind of HP wise. Like you mm-hmm. upgrade that throughout the game, and uh, you can't take too many hits here. Like yeah. the enemies hit hard. Yeah, in this game. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to attack his ankle plates in order mm-hmm. to like get him to stumble, so you can attack the gooey core. Um, yep. the gooey bench attack core. Yeah. Um, but the problem is those ankles shoot out steam. So this enters the, the, the long running Musashi tradition of, um, you know, not being able to attack somebody without being damaged yourself. Yes. Yeah. And you can at certain points mm-hmm. attack, attack them. But those um, points are few and far between. Yeah. So you can you can play it safe and wait for those or you can kind of eat some damage right. and get in there. Mm-hmm. So, 
But eventually you just kind of harry him uh, back into the village. He destroys countless people's houses. And <laughs> this village looks nothing like the village you actually end up in. Right. Um, I like and that. I, I like that this changes venue. Like you're fighting yeah. him through these different structures. Yeah, like you're just kind of pushing him back because you can't quite kill him. And you never can actually quite kill him. Mm-hmm. You eventually just push him off of a cliff mm-hmm. and then drop his, his flail upon him in a very Looney Tunes-esque <laughs> <Yeah>. manner. <laughs> Which I liked. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. cute. Yeah, I'm going to keep calling out these things that I found joy in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. keep, keep the light alive, Gary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, there's a light and it goes out. Um, <laughs> So uh, and then, then we're on to chapter two, and you kind of get your quest um, between Stuart Ribson and Butler Livers are the only <laughs> people left in the town. Is Scribe Shanky here yet, or do you have to go rescue Scribe Shanky? Uh, I think Scribe Shanky is uh, still there. He's he's the guy who uh, is watching the, the library until the until the cute librarian comes back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and they tell you that the original fencer used Lumina to seal away the Wizard of Darkness and get used to her, you know. Drink it him now because you're not going to hear about the Wizard of Darkness for another <laughs> right. like, 10 hours. Like it's going to come um, out of nowhere. It wasn't until I put these notes together that I realized they foreshadowed the Dark Wizard. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about that by the time he shows up again. Um, so you had to collect the five elemental strolls or scrolls. <laughs> you, had <to> go <laughs> on, you had to go on five elemental strolls. Yeah, like it's a, it's a triple walking A through air and I'm walking through sky. <laughs> walking through fire. Don't know why it's the water walk is gonna blow 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 <laughs> i'm not jesus but it sure looks like it i'm musashi <laughs> dun, 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 dun. um in addition there are there are 40 citizens who are sealed away right. in uh Binjo tight mm-hmm. and this uh, is an act razor ass game in that regard yeah like i know yeah. act razor was one of the other pole games i'm really that, that's a, that's like a thing for the this like not this era like just for like it's a thing you don't see anymore but the like rescue all the people from the town mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. act razor dark cloud Soul yeah. Blazer, Ray Fensumasashi, like which is cool. I like it. Like, yeah, I like you're, it too. You're, you're unlocking resources, or at the very least, flavor. Yeah, and you're just you're like it. It really does a good job, I think, of enforcing that home base feel. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my area of respite. Yeah, you know, and my work is doing something to it. Yeah, it's a it's a little you know? bioware-y. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. Um. So I'm just remembering the little, little bit of inside baseball here. I feel I, I, I remember I brought this on myself because you had Okami in the poll, and I was like, oh, that's probably a little bit too long. And we had Masashi on the list in one of our spreadsheets that you had said, oh, I want to I want to replay this. And I was like, oh, I'm curious about that. Let's sub this out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a, your irony. I know. Irony right? has, has hoisted you up on your own petard. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> back, yeah. back to outside baseball. You, yeah. uh, you, you have your quest. And what's kind of crazy about this is that there's no real direction. They're like, I don't know, maybe talk to the mayor yeah and like often that will kind of get you to you know we'll move the plot along it doesn't always though mm-hmm. and that's another thing like in in the the same way you're going to call out everything that you you really like about the game i'm going to call out everything that did bother me like especially later on like some of that what to do next gets really frustrating right um and i ended up resorting to a guy just to tell me because i had no idea yeah like you get the sense that with you know the way the flagging works they just kind of want you to meander around which it seems yeah, like it, a bad use of player time. I don't know if it's a bad use of player time because it didn't. I think it's a bad use for watch out for fireballs time. Like, I think that the game expresses a laziness that can be really pleasant. Like another game I'd really like to do for the show at some point is Steambot Chronicles, yep. which like that's right on the page. Like that is has a lot of things in common with this game in a lot of ways where like I think it just wants you to just chill. 
mm-hmm. you know, but we don't play that way for the show at all. Right. Like, and I don't play that way that often anyway, mm-hmm. but I think that the game, that's the way it's meant to be played. Mm-hmm. Like this game is not meant to be played on a deadline. It is supposed to be a lot, a lot more relaxed pace mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't, I like, there are games that do that that I think are fine. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's inherently a problem. And I think it's hard to do that for, for the show. Do you think that that's a big reason why, like, so many people have nostalgia for this, especially like if they played it when they were really young, when they kind of had a little kid patience for it? Like, to, I, good. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Like, I, I, when I was young, I did pretty much everything in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I did, I cleared it 100%. Yeah. Like, you know, got got all the collected action figures, played with everything, grinded for money. Mm-hmm. Like, did things that I would never, you know, I wasn't going to do now. Right. Um, but when I was younger, I did because I had the time. And, like, it was just fun to be in this world and, and check out all the voices and, and see all the stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a fair point. Another yeah. thing, like, again, like, a way that the game gets around this um, is through, like, a clue system. That is in mm-hmm. the in the pause menu. Um, you mm-hmm. know, as you look at this, you'll see like Musashi's thoughts, which let's say sixty five percent of the time guide you to who you should go to next. But other yeah. times, it's the mine dot 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 question mark. Yeah, <laughs> like what about it? Yeah, it exists. We should start a mine, get a business loan. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be funny if that's where, that's where it came from. Yeah. That's what we did after this. Um, it hel- it helps enough, but I honestly like if you're going to replay this with modern, even if you're not playing out a deadline, I would have a guide handy just for this at the very least. For when you're ready like, to move on, like yeah, you, for like you... what to do next. I don't feel like talking to everybody in town again. Yeah, you know, um, you go down the zip line to the village uh, using using your swords. According <laughs> um, to, to describe Shanky. Um, Use your swords. And uh, you're introduced to the uh, the day clock. You know, you have this time stuff. And the village, which is, there aren't a lot of people who still live here. Like, there are people you're going to have to rescue. But there's the basic amenities, like the, the shops yeah. are available. And your first kind of quest is the mayor wants you to rescue the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, like the town dog. Yep. Um, who is lost at Twin Peaks Mountain or Twin <laughs> Peak Mountain. Damn good cherry pie up there right here. Yeah, that's right here as well. Yeah. Um, and, uh, unless you've, uh, the guard will not allow you up there unless you've talked to the mayor. I, I hate that guard. <laughs> the guard's really annoying because once he like, just leave. Yep. <laughs> like once, once I have carte blanche to go up here, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to you every time I want to go in there. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. Yeah. Which I could see this as a concession to like, okay, we don't want people, we don't want people going into this massive dungeon, uh, you know, kind of chasing something down. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we, we want to make sure that when you go in here, there's something for you to find. But, um, you know, don't make me unlock that door. Right. 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 Yeah. By, by, again, by putting me through the flag system. Yep. yep, yep. But yeah, this is just a, it's, it's, it's a little short mission as you go in and try and, um, get this dog, uh, which is a little bit, a little bit escorty, a little bit, um, <laughs> I'm kind of reminded of, uh, the earthworm gym bonus levels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, you're, yeah. where you're trying to make sure the, the, the dog doesn't get startled um, trying to carry this thing back. You have these ghouls, which will shrink you, which you have to assimilate their power to, to I guess, shrink this white piranha plant down. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's part of a puzzle. Yeah. There's like a plant on a lily, lily pad you have to use mm-hmm. this thing to shrink them down and nothing. And once you shrink things down, you can stomp on them, do them 3D style. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this is like you, you're only really dipping your toe into this. Like you, you don't have to go very deep into Twin Peak Mountain mm-hmm. because that's going to be saved for a thousand, thousand times later. Like you spend a lot of time in fucking Twin Peak Mountain, <laughs> um, which it, which I got frustrated by the reusing of areas. Yeah, in this game, and how many times I had to go back here. Um, yeah, turns out this so, dog doesn't belong to the mayor. This is a dog mm-hmm. named Leno. Um, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> And yeah. <laughs> uh, it belongs to John, who looks like Aaron Paul and sounds like Robert Ashley. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. And he's a cool drifter. <laughs> yeah. Which is like if you put, uh, you know, Jesse Pinkman and Robert Ashley together, like I think you'd probably get drifter. Right. <laughs> um, and he's in stocks yep. uh, for some reason, which like in like a Bioware game, you'd be able to ask other people how he's in stocks. Mm-hmm. And there's a story reason like th- this Okay, this is important. Yep. <laughs> but the uh, you, you, there's no way for you to know that yet. Right. Again, like the Dark Wizard, this, to- this this chicken doesn't come home to roost until the very end. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And it does in a big way that is like, okay, like, it, like you can't, <laughs> can't do anything other than a shrug because I haven't been thinking about that for right. hours. Like, I don't feel like you earned that, but I can't be upset that you took it. Yeah, exactly. I didn't. I didn't want it. You didn't earn it, but I don't want it anyway. So who cares? Yeah. Um, this uh, this the, guy voiced by Steve Bloom under under a uh, a pseudonym. Hmm. Yeah. Who Who is Steve Bloom? Uh, he is noted deep voiced uh, voice actor guy. Um, oh, okay. One of those. Uh, he was like a proto Nolan North, uh, who uh, just has been in a bunch of like a bunch of uh, anime mostly. Um, cool. But uh, you may uh, know him. He was. Oh my gosh. What am I thinking of here? Yep, it's a whole bunch of it's a whole bunch of anime. He was in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And you you want to get him out just because he wants out mm-hmm. um, yeah. because he has dogs. You had to go get him bread and water, <laughs> which you um, feed him lovingly. Yep, exactly. You get him to him before he's set in the stocks. Yep, um, and set him. Uh, and he then he tells you uh, he needs a key. Which is in the forest, and he knew that he would get out. <laughs> he planted a key in this in this forest. Yep. Maybe you should have planted that key in your pocket. <laughs> well, he did. He was got. He got searched. Oh, you know, he probably, he probably couldn't. Yeah, like he just you know. Yeah, just um, it, it. It doesn't follow. I knew well, I was why going does he to have get the key. Is the is the real the thing that doesn't follow? It's not why didn't he have it on his person? Because that makes sense. Or he could have swallowed it and like yeah. pooped it out later, and then. The news day. Okay, but, uh, I need you to look at my pants. I pooped myself four hours ago. <laughs> yeah, feed me some bread, and then pull the bread out of me with a key in it. Yep. Um, but his dog knows where the key is. Right. Yeah. His dog Leno. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Arf, arf. Go this yep. way, and uh, he yep. he guides you through the uh, through the illusory forest, which, like every place, you go two times. Yes. Yeah. Well, and three, where you three have times. To, like, three times. Yeah. Where there there's a you know four different paths, and you have to go to them in a certain order. Right. To get there, and this one, uh, the dog goes and barks yeah. at the way you're supposed to go. And if he takes too much damage, then he goes back to the beginning. Yeah, yeah. But he, he I like. I wonder too, like, because it was another thing that that I didn't have a problem with. Um, how often were you stopping to fight stuff mm. in this game? Because I I didn't a lot of the time. I just kind of cruised. I, I ran when I could. Okay. Yeah. Like because like I he didn't he didn't get like he didn't really get hurt on my like I think he might got hit once, but he didn't take very much damage at all mm-hmm. my 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 leno yeah he would uh, he would start trying to go into a bark animation and something would attack him and stop it so i'd have to deal mm-hmm. with it yeah. yeah i mean i was i was kind of i was i was playing this you know trying to avoid conflict because walking is not a free action yeah in this you know especially yeah. in the later longer dungeons so trying to preserve myself as much as possible yeah one one way to do this as a pro tip if anyone's playing this is that if there's just one enemy harassing leno um absorb him because mm-hmm. that's an instant kill, and the thing, an enemy can't react while you're absorbing them. Right. So not instant kill. It takes a little while, but <laughs> yeah, it, it paralyzes enemies. It is an effective kill. Yeah, you can actually, and you can stick your sword in them, and then go and just do whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. Like while that that meter's running out, it can't move. Right. So you can use that to paralyze enemies. Right. So you get this key, and you get John out of the stocks, and mm-hmm. he tells you to meet him at the top of Twin Peak Mountain with uh, with four trees. Yeah, this is real weird. Yep. I'm like, what a, what a weird, what a very specific plan that you have. Yep. 
Um, Poor trees of any kind? Like, mountains usually have trees on them. No, you'll know the trees when you see them. Yep, they're the trees. They're the ones you can hit. <laughs> yes. Um, the, tre- the trees are not what they seem. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So so now you're going further out Twin Peak yeah. Mountain. Which, it turns into a pretty cool dungeon. Like, I- I'm I'm okay with the platforming at this point, especially with no time restriction. Yeah on it you know like this uh you know the, the the poles and the you know the spinning trapeze kind of things those those work for me in general um mm-hmm. as long as uh, as long as the stakes aren't really high yeah and they're not they're not high here at all and the uh the camera generally does a good job of putting you in the most optimal kind of perspective to take care of these things right so like when you're on the poles the the camera goes from from above so you can you know which direction to press to get to the other pole mm-hmm. when you're on the trapeze things it goes to the side yeah Although I did run into situations, not so much here, but later, where I was trying to trapeze along a curved surface and mm-hmm. pressing pressing right doesn't like stick you on like a normal plane to the um, to, to the uh, wall. Instead, it just like puts you out like off to an angle. So you'll miss the next peg. Yeah. And that's <laughs> I, I, if it's where I had a problem with, I just that's where I ended up using a lot of double jumping. Yeah. Like to get there. And that was the only way I could make it work. Eventually, mm-hmm. um, then on your way there, you cut down these trees. Um, and then when you get up there, uh, the reason why he wanted these trees is to build a raft, um, to, to, because he knows that there's a piece of legendary armor at the bottom of this, like (laughs) waterfall. Why do we have to climb up the top of the mountain then? Yeah. Like why couldn't I just built a raft and then scoot it over to the thing? (laughs) He's designing a water park. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really, and the raft, you have four, four slants to this raft. And every time you get hit during this next game, you lose one of them. (laughs) So eventually you end up at the bottom just surfing on one log. Did you just call this an X game? I, I didn't, but I should have. Yeah, yeah, I think that you did. I think you did. Oh, well, that's like <laughs> you misspoke and called it an X game. Good job, Gary. Um, yeah. I need this to take a, these legendary pair of vans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, and drink the dew. Yep. The legendary Bincho dew. Yeah. Um, so this is a mini game where you're going on a raft down a, a waterfall. Mm-hmm essentially yeah it's like a like a skate or die level a yeah. little bit yeah it's uh, a lot like that actually that's that's apt yeah and you're uh, kind of just trying to find these lines of, uh, of coins to get you end this a rich man if you survive it um yeah. this is not as hard as some of the later ones uh that you're going to find like this is generally inoffensive i think yeah yeah i, li- I like this um and the, per- the the perspective is good for getting around it like the um so yeah, and you get to the bottom you get some gloves that allow you to climb walls they're yeah. gloves that allow you to stab your swords into walls <laughs> right and climb yeah which is is neat like i liked figuring that out like okay i'm stuck to this wall what would oh it's hand over hand yeah yeah yep. i like that too and then you can you can abuse your jumps too mm-hmm. like you can jump on a wall and then jump higher and jump higher and get up those pretty quick yeah um, which becomes handy later yeah like right away because yeah. you go back to twin peak twin peak mountain and uh root trick is there and he wants to race you to the top yep Yep, yep, yep. Oh, wait, no, this is this yeah, that's is not quite yet. Yep, that, that's okay, soon. Cool. <laughs> I, you know what, Gary? Can I be blamed for wanting to skip the next thing? Uh, no, don't. <laughs> we have to can't. talk about it. Yeah, this is, this is, this is, I abuse save states a lot. And, mm-hmm. but this was the first time I was abusing save states and being like, this would be awful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This would not be tolerable. And this is before I got save states. And boy, howdy, did yeah, I have to I do it over and over again. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why you don't like this game. Like, I bet you could probably just like, zero it in on this exact point because this is pretty egregious yeah so this is steamwood you go back to the town and it's full of steam it's dark everybody's panicking uh the 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 gigantic mechanical tree that provides power to the village is overloading it's about to melt down yeah what power i don't know (laughs) everything is candlelit yep what are they using this for (laughs) i don't know 
Uh-oh. Anyway, I don't, I don't even have a clever answer for you, uh, but uh, it's up to you to go in there and kind of relieve the pressure, right? Right. So yeah. this is like a, a complicated series of like mini games that you end up doing twice, mm-hmm. um, frustratingly enough, where you have to hit these valves in the right order, and there are timing puzzles. Um, but so, in, and you have two clocks. You're working on the 24 hour clock to save the time. <laughs> well, or it's, save not the time. it's not 24 hours. It's hours, except the, uh, the minutes count down faster than seconds. Yes. Yeah. It is, it is probably 10 minutes. It's stressful. Like yeah, if, it's, if they had just put a 10 minute timer up there, I would have been fine. <laughs> but yeah. instead I'm watching it go down like a, like it's a time bomb in 24, like just. Brrr. Yeah. It ticks down really fast. And then to make that worse, like in between individual valves, you have timers. Right. So like if you do valve one, you have 35 seconds to get to valve two mm-hmm. and finish that. And as you get to the valve, you have to, uh, you know, stop this golf gauge in the in the right like range as it fills up um, and yeah. the timer is still counting down. So if you if you fail enough times, then the timer runs out and you don't have to just go back to the previous valve. You have to go back to the very beginning. And because of that 10 minute or 24 hour timer, you probably only have like two, maybe three chances to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I was abusing safe states here because I knew it was bullshit, but I can recognize that it's bullshit. Yeah. And the trick is in between you're trying to do some, you know, platforming, uh, nowhere more egregious than when you're trying to make a diagonal jump off of the platform in front of a valve to kind of the ring around the, uh, the, 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 the central shaft, um, which, uh, I overshot plenty either overshot it or undershot it on a regular basis or i you know took damage from a a wall of steam that uh again had a hitbox about twice as big as its sprite and then got (laughs) yeah i got stun locked and fell back down yep the uh and and to be fair when you come back here and do this later and you have the double jump these parts that's a lot easier yeah doing those little jumps but Mm -hmm. here when you just have the single jump it's significantly harder right yeah so this part does suck Mm mm-hmm Turns out Rutrick was responsible, and uh, yep. in, or- <laughs> in order to give him his comeuppance, uh, you have to race him up the side of the mountain. Yep, and he, he climbs up the same way you do. But this can be just a tapping thing, but you can also kind of cheese it by jumping yeah. a lot. Um, once you get to the top, um, these pistons knock him off, mm-hmm. and that's that's Rutrick, <laughs> and, uh, and you get the Earth Scroll. Right, uh, and you hear this telepathic voice that says you must use the Earth Scroll to um, unlock the Earth Crest in order to fight the Earth Guardian to fulfill the Earth Prophecy. In order, <laughs> yes, there's a scroll and a crest for each thing and a guardian. Yep, for each each of the classic five elements. Yep, um, wind and sky distinct somehow. I don't yep. know. Yeah, as opposed to heart or wood, which is what I would expect. <laughs> wood. What what is the traditional Japanese fifth element? Is it okay? Yeah. Yep. Huh. Um, but yeah, it's it's not uh, not here. So the uh, so you, so you get there, you know, you have to kill the Crest Guardian. John lets you keep your bracers and tells mm-hmm. you about uh, the Crest Guardian is in Hell's Valley, um, which you need permission to get there, and you need some help um, right. to do that. So you go back to town and talk to uh, to to uh, Butters or Liverwurst or whatever his name is. Butters. Um, yeah. Um, and and the uh, I didn't mean to make a solid park reference. Just That's happened. fine. So no, it's, it was yeah. funny. I like Butters. He's a good character. Um, and then uh, so you need to unlock a certain number of people. There are mm-hmm. a couple of these gates in the game. Yeah. Um, and all of them I had already unlocked. Like I right. never got to one of these gates and then had to go find somebody. Like the purpose that it serves is to is to remind you of how important it is to rescue these guys. Yes. Um, and 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 explore. Like yeah. Which fortunately finding them is pretty fun. Like as you're yeah. going as you're going throughout. What's not fun is trying to find a specific one. Looking on game facts and just saying i have to do all of that again in order to get through this dungeon to find the one that i need like i this so i always had the person i needed when i got to the place mm, okay. where i needed them like i never had uh, i never had to go do that yeah that, that but, only happened to me that they, i can think of one very bad instance and one where it wasn't that big of a deal 
yeah, I can see that being frustrating too. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but these guys they help you after you use your Earth Scroll to uh, to 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 knock these spikes uh, or these boulders down on top of spikes and get to this big pit where the Sculpian, which yes, I, I like the Sculpian a lot, Gary. Yeah, of course you like the Sculpian. Why would you like the Sculpian? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a monster. When you come, I was me, expecting I Hell's Valley to be a lot more <laughs> more like, hellish gameplay. Yeah, not just like it's literally just a big pit where the Sculpian hangs out. <laughs> yeah, which like that's a good name for a pit where the Sculpian hangs out. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, but I was expecting a dungeon, right? You know, not not the case. Yeah, like 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 an inverse of Twin Peak Mountain. Like, oh, I'm like going down into this blasted mining pit or something like that. No, oh, the mining pit comes later. Yep. Um. So this this boss fight, you are, you have uh, your friends are helping you out, and it is such a convoluted, <laughs> yep, like setup. Like they would take so much time to set up and everything. Uh-huh. Like nice nice coincidence that the boss just happens to be in this arena because mm-hmm. you know it works out well for us yeah. um where you're fighting them in this pit while they are using ropes to uh hover different items above him it's like a laundry line that they are sending baskets of bombs across yeah <laughs> it's real weird and then sometimes what is the thing that actually hurts him uh so it drops bombs and those do a great deal of damage um however even better is just a boulder that the boulder uh, yeah right. the boulder takes more uh like you know finesse and timing to get it to drop on him it does like 100 damage if you can get it to land um and it pretty much there's like two of those or those and a couple one of those and a couple of bombs will will get you to will get him to expose his weak point right right and essentially the the trick to this fight is just like one when he goes up and tries to start fucking with your people you need to use earthquake to knock him back down Mm -hmm. um use earthquake to knock down the things above him and then you want to stay behind him other than that yeah um because he does this slow rotation like poison breathing right attack so if you stay behind him he's not too bad right um this is a pretty pretty easy boss yeah. and this is a great like I, I like this boss fight because it teaches you how to manage your speed gauge which is you know how you power up your your attacks like pretty much everything here is geared on you know managing that resource mm-hmm. uh, so this really works for me. yeah i like this boss fight a lot So after you take out the Sculpian, you kind of see the uh, the evil emperor himself, right? This is the first of several interludes that take you into the Thirst Quencher Empire. Um, yeah, they, ha- they happen at the end of every chapter. Right. Um, and you see Fuhrer Flatsky, which kind of a brave choice to use the word Fuhrer. I understand that it's just ruler in German, but... Or your father. Oh, oh in, yeah. Uh, German, yeah. I think. I think? Uh, maybe, um, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I, I couldn't tell if you were checking or if it was the, uh, but um, yeah, so Fuhrer Flatsky, who has a, an exaggerated German accent, mm-hmm. and uh, they talk about their plan, which is uh, Mission Vambi, <laughs> which, which is heading up, and that's what Chapter 3 is all about. Mm-hmm. Mission Vambi. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that is pretty funny. Uh, I, I like that uh, combination. Um, I don't like fighting these Vambis. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, they're so... Cool. They're so easy to avoid. Mm-hmm, like, did you did you fight them? Just walk around them. I know. I, I walked okay. around them, except they would okay. grab me. <laughs> okay. Like when they grabbed me, it was no fun because they would just drain so much of my health. Yeah, they do. They do a lot of damage yeah. if they grab you. Um, vambies are half vampire, half zombies. Mm-hmm. And uh, you find out that Tim, who grocery Tim, who is the son of the lady who runs the grocery, <laughs> um, was attacked, and he can be cured if he gets something called Mysteria and Aqualin. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Twin Peak in the Mine. I don't know where else to put this, so I'm just going to put it here. Yeah. Because uh, we mentioned the groceries. Mm-hmm. This game, like, everything, if I totally agreed with everything you said about this game and really totally hated it, mm-hmm. I would still like it because you can buy milk 
which will then turn into rotten milk, <laughs> then turn into yogurt, and then turn into cheese in your inventory. <laughs> That's great. That's pretty good. That's so good. <laughs> like, and it's like if you're if you're just patient enough, mm-hmm. this healing item will get better <laughs> and get really really good. Like cheese and yogurt are great. Like those are mm-hmm. really good healing items. Yeah. Milk is not that great, but like the fact that your food goes bad but will actually change into things is so cool. <laughs> Different properties. Yeah. 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 It's a little bit like uh, like puzzle craft. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's uh, uh, I didn't realize that. I always like I didn't bother with groceries too much because they would go bad. I instead would uh you know just eat whenever I was back in the village. Yeah. Yeah. I would uh, all my village eating was just staying at a hotel that had food. Yeah. Um but uh I I knew this from when I was younger mm-hmm. to to buy milk and and be patient because you'll get returns <laughs> on that milk. <laughs> yep. And that has informed every decision I've made to this day. Yeah, time makes fools of us all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I like. It. I see what she did there. Yeah, um, yeah. but um, kind of the, the 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 next step here uh, is to uh, is to figure out how to get into the mine, which has been locked so far. Yes, and this is the first yeah. time where you've really been gated by the uh, by the time. I yeah, think. Like you have to you know wait until a very specific time, eleven p.m. Uh, in order to get the key, and then when you're once you're inside the mine, like in this hidden lake, uh, the, the the flower only blooms for a certain amount of time. Right. Right. Which like you can pass time inside the mine. It's not like you have to time it like the beginning of the mine to just arrive there at three. Mm-hmm. You can just go exit the room and go to sleep for a little bit. Yeah. And it'll be there. But they're, they're trying to introduce that mechanic. Um, so you're in the, the Binchotite mines, um, which are this kind of like a rocky area with jumping platforms and avalanches to avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, the the kind of biggest deal and the thing that I hate most about this is poison. Yeah. Which I'm glad you have it bolded in the notes. Um, because... <laughs> I'm beginning to think that, like, status effects that linger outside of a battle don't really have a place in games. Right. Like, I love the way that Final Fantasy X deals with it, where, like, they just last throughout the battle and they're gone. Yeah. Um, I never really want to deal with that outside of a, a battle. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't like it here. Um, part, mostly because it affects your movement. Right. So, like, there's a boss I did later entirely poisoned. Oh, no. It was, like, like blood-chillingly annoying. <laughs> Um, you know, so I just had to double jump everywhere just to move at all. Um, but it like slows your sword swings, slows your movement speed to a crawl. And there's not always guys, you know, easy ways to, to antidote poison. Like you can stock up on antidotes at the town, but you have a very limited inventory. Right. In this game, I can carry 10 things with you. Mm-hmm. And later there are a couple of quest specific, like items that junk up your inventory. Mm-hmm. So in the end you have eight inventory slots right. to work with. And you need those for healing things because, uh, and, and, uh, and like a mint. Yeah. Yeah, always carry a mint with you. <laughs> well, that's just general, general rule. Not for you, but for other people, right? Just yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it helps. Same thing with gum. Always yeah. carry gum because somebody yep. might want gum sometime. Yep. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like I agree with you on the status effects. Like if you're going to do that, at least make the, the, the result interesting and not tedious. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, I'm going to go back here. I'm going to uh, talk about Dark Souls a little bit. Like the, you know, getting egg burdened for as hard as it is, is like a weird little diversion that ends up kind of like changing the game for a little bit. Same yeah. thing, arguably with Curse, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And less arguably with like poison or toxic. You're right. Like, even though like the thing, the thing with those in Dark Souls is that the consequences are so high mm-hmm. that it kind of, it ends up being interesting just because you want to avoid it at all costs. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it doesn't have the conflicting mechanic of like making inventory so limited that you can't carry 
things around to heal. Right. Yeah. Like in Dark Souls, it's about being prepared. Here, you're only able to be prepared for a couple things at a time. Right. And in a place like the Venture Tap Mine, which they, they make a big point of saying, oh, everything is poisonous down there. Uh, you're going to run out of those. And there are enemies that you can kill that drop antidote, but that mm -hmm. is not reliable and you're not going to want to be fighting enemies. Right. And there's the other way around it is if you absorb, um, if you use fusion and absorb one of the enemies um, who does poison, mm -hmm. it gives you like a temporary poison mm -hmm. that makes it so you can't be poisoned. Right. Um, you get something called toxic, like just going back to Dark Souls, mm -hmm. and you act like you're poisoned, but it runs out. Right. So you, because poison doesn't run out, mm -hmm. which is like, that's also like, that is yeah. really obnoxious. Like that would have been a way to deal with it too. Yeah. Um, so you can make yourself toxic and kind of just like meander past these guys and not get poisoned mm -hmm. or have enough antidotes or go down and find the enemy that unpoisoned you. But all three are not very great mm -hmm. solutions. Like going through areas of this game poisoned is not fun. Right. And, I, and I had to do it at least once. Yeah. The punishment shouldn't be tedium, at least not long-term tedium with no, with no way out. Yeah. Other than like like crawling back to the village, right? Which yeah. you can't do because there's a certain point beyond the massive fan in this, which that's what everything's powering. Like that's yes. the scene what's powering. I guess that's true. Um, yeah. Is uh, uh, you have to make your way around. It is it is uh, linear in that way, right? So, right. so yeah, you have to you have to proceed through this hobbled. Yep. Yeah. So, so you move through here. There's a lot of platforming with rotating uh, platforms. They're, they're signaling something they're going to do later. You're going to come back here and it's going to be more complicated mm -hmm. with uh, kind of like a Ferris wheel mm -hmm. style platforms that have kind of hazard on them and stuff in a part right. that I kind of like. Yeah. Um, here it's a little bit less interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, mostly you're just trying to get this flower and you get there in that window between three yeah. and seven. I like the platform the most when it's side scrolling like this. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably the best. Mm -hmm. um, when you get back, however, uh, Hotello, the guy who runs the hotel, <laughs> not a food. Um, he, you know, he pooped out. He's like, mm -hmm. he never came back from the mountain. So, of course, like, because when at first it's like, you go down to the mine, I'll go to the mountain. It's like, oh, great. Someone's <laughs> actually going to do some work. Right. Uh, not the case. No. You just have to go do it anyway. Yeah. You have to go up and get some special healing water from the top of the mountain. And yep. uh, uh, this is th this is timed. The consequence for failure is not a game over. You just lose that kid and somebody else takes his place functioning in the same role. Yeah. Like his brother steps yeah, in. Yeah, gro grocery bim. Yep. Shows up. Yeah. yeah. Which I uh, I was upset with this because, again, another very tight time limit. Um, I ended up having to do it a couple times because I didn't know that failure was an option. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, uh, you're not only trying to account for the time up, but you also have to account for the time back. There are shortcuts that you can take, uh, like climbing up, you know, some of the, some of the sword walls, um, mm -hmm. that, that, that make this, you know, drastically easier, um, or at least more manageable. But, um, and the way down is there's no fall damage in this game. Right. The way down is a lot quicker. Right. Like you can fall a majority of it and you don't have to get back to the village. You just have to get back to Hotello yeah. who then magically teleports to the village. <laughs> right. This or has is, Tim in his backpack or something. <laughs> Tim in his back. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the point where uh, we're trying to trapeze along a curved surface. Really just fucked me up. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, um, the Vambies are, you know, not under control. They're still around. They're still coming out at night. Now, now, now it's time to figure out exactly where these things are coming from. And all clues are leading to uh, this restaurant, which uh, the owners have disappeared from. Yeah. If you, if you came here before, the restaurant comes on to you pretty hard yeah i really and that's there's there's some, there's some source in comedy and just in um mushido or uh, uh masashi being 
totally oblivious to it. Right. Like her just laying down, you know, mile wide innuendo. Yeah, she, she's and spitting just, game. <laughs> like, yeah. And then you're just like, I want some milk. Um, <laughs> I got know. some milk for you, sweet thing. Like, yeah. It comes from my breast. Of course <laughs> it does. It comes from cows. You know, you're, you're just you're just playing along. Yep. Um, but yeah, so you find out that the uh, when you go and talk to the lady who ran the place that her father who owns the restaurant has been in there, hasn't left. And you have to wait until midnight to get in. Mm-hmm. And check out these Vambies. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny as you're sleeping by this, the the Vambies parade out the door. Yeah, I I had an awesome like uh, jump scare moment where I was sleeping in the middle of town <laughs> for some reason, and when you sleep, like the world goes into fast forward, and one of the Vambies just ran across the screen like a cockroach, like <laughs> running across a monitor. Um, but it doesn't. They don't harass you or anything. They just wander around town, <laughs> and I was not expecting it, and it's it spooked me real good. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like the idea of something being scary in this game. Yeah. Yeah. It scared the, scare the shit out of me. This yeah. Bambi chapter? Holy shit. Oh, man. Can you imagine all the terror of a vampire and the terror of a zombie? Yeah. The, the, the tenacity of a zombie with the craftiness of a vampire. Gary, <laughs> we're done for. We are done for. Yeah. Um, so you go in there and you find out that this drunk who owns the restaurant, Manic. Yeah. He had too um, much caffeine. So yes. He was he was jittery and had heart problems. And he's surrounding, he's surrounded with empty bottles yep. of, of caffeine. Um, who's who's trying to and even though like if you th- start thinking about in the Japanese version where the thirst quencher empire are alcoholic beverages, mm-hmm. that adds a lot of shade to this guy being a drunk. Oh yeah, like that's you know he's he's kind of a, a traitor. Yeah. Um, well, I read that even with pop, like oh he's dipping into this thing which is symbolic of the enemy. It still holds. Yeah, we don't do beverages, right? <laughs> yeah, we just drink water, water, milk. Um, <laughs> like and the- if we're tired, we do mint, not coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so mint. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So he uh he he's kind of a treasure hunter. He's a drunk treasure hunter who is uh oh, here's the thing. When you're talking to John, he does the whole uh thief is not treasure hunter thing, mm-hmm. which is a nice little throwback. But Manic, he's more of a you know, both, let's say. Yeah. Um and uh and uh he, he is posted up by this door that has these four eye symbols and he wants you to go into these various mazes in order to activate their shrines inside, uh to, you know, open up this door ultimately to get this treasure, which uh he, you know, has been searching for for so long. Yep. And this is the the Zeldaist this mm-hmm. game gets, I think. Um where you're going to these three or four themed miniature dungeons. Yeah. Um to kind of get to the end and get the uh teleport out and, and unlock the eye color Yeah, in this final thing. I don't think that these these miniature dungeons are miniature enough. I like their individual gimmicks. I just feel like there's just way too much to them. For the most part, I thought they were fine. Like uh, the uh, the one that you've got in the notes that um, with the teleport circles, mm-hmm. I don't like that. Right. Uh, where you have to you get to the end and there's two teleport circles and one's the right one and one's the wrong one. Right. And you can just guess or do, you know, uh, or abuse safe states, mm-hmm. but just guess or do trial and error. Yeah. Um, that I think that's pretty unacceptable. Yeah. Um, the rest of them I thought were pretty good. Yeah. That te- um, that teleport thing ended up being a problem because all right, there there is a necessary townsperson that you can only find by going the wrong way. Yeah. 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 Which it wants you. It's it's not the wrong. They want you to explore. <laughs> right. It just gets frustrating if you're just trying to get to the end. Mm-hmm. Um. Of it. But yeah, we'll go through go through these individually. They're pretty quick. Yeah. Um. At least to talk about. So there's one with these uh, gigantic plants that spit bowling balls. Yep. <laughs> That have uh, and if you absorb them, you get the ability to spit bowling balls. I like which that. Goes, I like that too, because um, it gives you a little bowling meter, uh-huh. like a little bowling uh, mini game meter. And then there are areas where Vambies line up like ten pins, <laughs> and he has to knock them down. Yep, and you get There's a bonus one. if you get a strike. I got a strike on my first throw, and it was yeah. like it, it rewarded me with money. Yeah, yeah. 
super cute. Yeah. Like super, super charming little little doodad mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, the, te- the teleport one is no good. No. As we mentioned. Because there's a, it's dark and you have these fireflies, which kind of like do a little sine wave above the ground. It only, it only lights up when they're close enough. I don't know what happened. They just didn't light it up enough. And so I ended up dying on spikes a lot, trying to follow yeah. along. That, but, and, and you also, don't, you don't instant die on spikes too. Which, you know, like you, you, uh, you just go back to the, the platform you're on, but it hurts a lot. Yeah. Cause it, cause it would be excruciating if you instantly died. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the fire pit's pretty cool. I like that one where it's these narrow walkways and guillotines. Mm-hmm. Or not you just sense fortress or something. Yeah. 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 Get super sense fortressy. Mm-hmm. And that works pretty well. And then there's a super Zelda thing, this ghost maze mm-hmm. with invisible walkways yeah. that you have to memorize for a moment. You take this ability that turns you into a gin mm-hmm. um, and allows you to survey an area. And then once you walk onto it, it goes dark. Right. So you have to kind of memorize the path. I like that one too. Yeah. That one's like, cool. I actually like this dungeon. Like I think it's, it's pretty good yeah. um, with a couple minor frustrations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're kind enough. Like every time you open up, you know, one of these eyes, you go back and man, it gives you a piece of cake as a full recover. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're doing all of this in one big go and they have a save point that's like centrally located. So that, and you can go back to the town whenever you want. Right. Like it's, it's literally right outside of the town. You can come back the next night. There's no sense of urgency mm-hmm. to this. Um, he bought this restaurant to get the treasure and it turns out to be a belt. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this appraisal system in the game where you get things and that you just, you don't know what they are. You have to take them to the antique dealer to sell them. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of neat the way that they hide the actual legendary treasure in with just gar- junk, mm-hmm. you know, um, you, you bring it back to, to him and he tra- the belt is actually the legendary belt that gives you the double jump, mm-hmm. which is really empowering and good. Yeah. Um, and then like a shield, which turns out to be a Frisbee. <laughs> and that's like the Musashi's an idiot. Like you're constantly finding, like you think it's a sword and it turns out to be, you know, <laughs> I like I, I like the difference of what he supposes it's going to be versus yeah yeah, that, yeah. that's really fun like also, oh it's a legendary helmet and it's a pot you know things yeah. like I like the, uh, the 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 blatant trademark infringement as well oh yeah <laughs> frisbee yeah. I'm pretty sure Whammo didn't endorse this novelty flying disc yep. <laughs> even hippies call it disc golf yeah that's true <laughs> yeah um, but yeah this belt ends up being a real boon um, and, and it's like. My thought when you told me that, you know, that there was going to be a double jump was that they were just going to ramp up the difficulty of the jumping puzzles to like compensate like, oh, you thought they were bad before. Wait till you you have this. It generally does make life easier for the reasons that we outlined at the beginning. Like you can move faster uh, because there's so much backtracking, um, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't space things out further. Like the times where they design around you having a double jump, it feels a little bit more intentional. Yeah, so, it's 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 fairly rare. Yeah, um, when they do that, there's a, there's a little bit of a margin error for error. For some reason, in my mind, I was confused, and I thought that the double jump was an optional power that you got. Mm-hmm. And this is my bad memory. Um, so I thought that was something you had to hunt down, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's part of the critical path. Um, so you need to go down into uh, in order to finally like so you get back and the the Vambies have taken over the church, mm-hmm. I think, and you need, you need a rope to get in, um, and do you need a rope to go down into the well? But the Vambies have taken over the church. Right. Right? Yes. Okay. I, I knew there was some kind of, kind of kind of pathing in that. Yeah, something like that. It's a yeah. real mess. Everything around this bell kind of feels like there was a like a something missed in the translation. Yeah, like bells mean something different. <laughs> yep. to, cause, yeah. Because, yeah, because this bell is important for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're at one of the bosses, like a mini boss of this area, where you go into the church, mm-hmm. um, where you first run into bubbles. Mm-hmm. It used to be called champagne. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, that makes more sense. She's, uh, she's yeah. blonde. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yep. like that, and uh, and yeah, this is uh, this this is crazy. I don't like this very much. This uh, this waiting game boss fight. Yeah, 
which all you have to do is pick up these super bambies and throw them out to the side. They don't immediately attack you, but if enough of them gang up on you, um, it's instant death. Yeah, they'll they'll kill you because mm-hmm. um, they because they can still mock you. Yeah. Um. So and they will kind of uh, the real trick is because they'll just kind of follow you slowly. And you can run around in circles in the middle once you figure it out that you just need to wait them out. The trick is avoiding uh, the ones on the outside that are throwing in these like paralyzation bombs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you can run around in circles and avoid those, you're fine. Um, you know, or as, as Cole said, you can throw them back out into the, the circle. But you really just have to wait long enough because um, one of these soldiers shot these holes in the walls. And as the sun comes up, sun pours in mm-hmm. through the holes in the walls and, and kills the Bambies. Right. Yeah. Which, like, I, I understand this set piece, but again, that all that confusion around throwing just really upsets, you know, just kind of upsets the balance of it a little bit. Well, the arena is not big enough right. for it. Like, like I like this idea, but, you, you know, avoiding them was difficult and that should have been a more viable option mm-hmm. and such a small arena. Yeah. So that was that was my, my main problem with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I like I like the villains that you find. I like the the the, uh, the, the conceit around each of them thinking they're the leader. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. To the Having the gang, gang of leaders. Yeah, the, the leader squad or whatever they yep. are. And each of them has their own little, their, their own little, um, you know, quirk to them. So that's, mm-hmm. that, that, that's an area where the personality really shines through. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and Bubbles is of the, uh, the different leaders, the one that is, uh, I think she's kind of the beta mm-hmm. to, to put it in terrible terms. Like, isn't she like, <laughs> she has a little bit of like a, a complex about being second best mm-hmm. in this, if I recall. Yeah, and also he yeah. calls he calls her an old hag, yeah. which is uh, well, just, I just thinking about like when I was like twelve mm-hmm. and thought that anyone over twenty five was super old, you <laughs> yeah. know, because like, yeah, anybody over t- anybody over twenty five was a teacher, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so eventually you get the rope, which mm-hmm. you know this whole thing was for a rope, yeah, and uh, you you go back into the reservoir or you go down the well into the reservoir mm-hmm. and uh, get the bell, which right. you can't carry it up a rope. Nope. You have to continue. Uh, you have to go back in through the old mine. It all kind of connects. Yeah. Is this when you first meet uh, Ed? And uh, what's no, his head? That's when you come back later. Okay. Yeah. I, knew you, I knew that you met him down here, but mm-hmm. yeah. So when you come back later to drain the reservoir, ah, yes. which like why that isn't a huge crisis, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I know. Take that village. <laughs> um, but uh, but when you're down here, you get the uh, you get the water scroll. Um, oh yeah as well yeah yep which, which uh, allows you to uh you can coat yourself in a water shield and shoot water yes and uh the big reason uh, you go get the bell is because you get rewarded with a statue which they can use to get further into the uh, restaurant dungeon <laughs> yep to find the prophecy of yeah yep <laughs> um exactly and and fight this relic dungeon for this chapter mm-hmm. who is the the flame one mm-hmm. who's kind of a cool boss fight in that like the ceiling starts collapsing and he's holding it up right over him and still fighting you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just have to, you distract him enough to where he gets mad enough to try to attack you and takes his attention away from the ceiling, mm-hmm. which then crushes him. Right. Yeah. So he's yeah. sending kind of this little flame avatar uh, to come after you. And it ends up being uh, like a series of jumping puzzles to try and figure out how to not be damaged by his various attacks. Right. And where, when the best time is to spray him with water mm-hmm. and get through it. Yeah. And uh, occasionally he will turn white, which means he is invulnerable. He's super, yeah, super hot. Super hot. Yeah, super hot. Um, yeah, so yeah, this and th- this guy I was fine with. Like, I thought yeah. this was a fine boss fight. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the perspective is it's just like side-scrolling with him in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, everything's really well telegraphed. Yeah, chapter four, The Duel at Dragon Island. 
Yes, which only one half of this is the duel, and then it becomes Frost Kingdom. Yes, it's the, the duel of Dragon Island, also Ice Fight. Yep. Um, which is kind of this beginning with it, all this stuff with Kojiro is pretty funny to me. Yep. Like, so the princess has in her room, there's a, a Binjo Chet, uh, you know, kind of kind of thing, just hanging out in her room. Nobody's trapped in there. Mm-hmm. It's just a just a diamond, mm-hmm. and she can use that to summon, do the spell again <laughs> trying, to try to summon. Trying to get a better hero this time. Yeah, like because she's getting impatient because she's a real brat, and uh, instead gets Kojiro, um, who like there's this implied backstory between them that I think is very funny. Like this yeah. idea of these like anime cliches that we never actually get to see. Mm-hmm. That are happening, like I think this is pretty charming. I think it's an allusion to the to the actual legend of Musashi. I think that Kojiro is supposed to represent the person who Musashi beat with the oar. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that comes up later when they're in the duel. He says, you know, like, I want revenge, you disfigured my face when you slapped me with that oar. And Musashi says, Actually, no, you tripped and fell on that oar yourself and you blamed it on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is cute. Yeah. It's like they do these little feuding kids. Yeah. Kid fights. Yeah, so he yeah, he that sounds like a great idea to me. Sign me up for the DVD. Um, yeah, so he wants to challenge Mushashi to a duel right. for revenge. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ben and Duke are the people who want the uh, the well, or mm-hmm. want the bell, rather. Yeah. Why do they want the bell? <laughs> because because the boss sent him to get it. I don't know why mm-hmm. the boss sent him to get it. And even knowing what we know about the boss, like, does that make it make sense? No. Unless the boss is, like, just trying to lead Musashi to certain things through a uh-huh. really obscure... It's probably that one, honestly. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what it is. Yeah, because, it's just goofy. Because you go back down here and you drain the reservoir. I think there's some flagging thing around this. Like somebody yeah. gives you a gives you a reason to go do this. I just went and did it because I remembered seeing that uh, that that crest. Yeah, I'm like oh, I'd like to try that. Um, yep. And uh, this just kind of advanced advanced it for as bad as the flagging is in some instances. Like it generally does account for if you did stuff out of sequence. Yeah. Yeah, and you get some treasure from going down to this. You get the uh, legendary goggles, which allow you to appraise your own things. Isn't that? Don't you find that in the Frost Castle? Mm. No, it's down in the uh, the that, reservoir. That would have really saved me some trouble later yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's in it's in the uh, the reservoir. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, and then because this game has this kind of lackadaisical or relaxed lack of urgency mm-hmm. to it, um, when you talk there, the mayor is sick. And uh, the the mayor's wife crowned you as temporary mayor. There's a lot of like like humor that we're kind of like not talking about where people once they realize they have this hero, like mm-hmm. everyone is just getting him to do everything. Right. And nobody everyone is taking credit and nobody yeah. appreciates him. It's a- and it would be like that would be annoying if he wasn't just so oblivious and cheerful about it. Right. Like it ends up being charming to me. <laughs> just taking advantage of this guy. It's a, it's like a massive like municipal version of oh, while you're up. Uh, exactly yeah exactly and it happened like when you saved him uh hotel you know everyone takes credit for it i don't think hotel does but the owner of the uh when you save the uh the steamwood mm. the steam administrator takes credit for it oh yeah for you doing it you know it's like people are just like oh while you're up do this and now this is the the extent logical extension of that yeah where you're literally just doing chores for the first <laughs> half of this chapter yeah it signs you up for just some bullshit uh, yep. this, this game is really well localized yes like that like yep. that that i think is probably the biggest strength that it has in my eyes yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you got to yeah. fix the gondola. <laughs> yep. Because mm-hmm. um, this entire time you've been like, like you've just been walking back and forth between mm-hmm. the castle. Yeah. And you can walk. You don't have to take that thing. But they're saying they can't get supplies. Right. So everyone in the castle is presumably slowly starving to death. <laughs> and uh, it's fine. Um, and there are three carpenters who will tell you about this thing called the gondola gizmo. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a cool puzzle. Like they give you descriptors of it. Mm-hmm. And then once you get down there, 
Um, you go back into the mine, this place you couldn't get before, and now you can because of the double jump. And you have to look at these th- you know, four things that look a little bit like they could be the thing, but you can only carry one, and you have to kind of look at the clues that you received. Right. And yeah. th- th- there, there are two that are obviously not it, and there are two that kind of could be it. Gary, yeah. what do you want to guess that I guessed wrong? Like, like what's, the, what's, what's the way true that I guessed wrong, fucked up the save state, and had to do this dungeon again? I'd say 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, which one did you pick? Which uh, one did you go I, wrong? Do you I, remember? Uh, so I know that the answer is like the third one from the left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I couldn't even describe it. Like it matched. Did the you pick the one on the right where it has five holes, but the hole is in the middle, so it doesn't look. It looks like four yeah. holes. Yep, that's okay. the one. Yeah, yeah, it has five holes, but the, it has so a middle hole, that's secret the, hole. That's the trick. <laughs> yep. Which shame on me. I I failed the Four puzzle. total holes. Yeah. Well, it, like <laughs> the the consequences for failing the puzzle are annoying. Yes. Like I mean, like yes, it was your fault, but also like you should have to do the whole thing. You know, haul the whole thing back. Right. And then haul, go all the way back through. That's a pain in the ass. So that sucks. Yeah. Um, After that, I got craftier about my save states. So yeah. it was a good call. Whenever you're making a choice, mm-hmm. um, you get back to the village on fire. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> oh no, the mayor was gone. He was down in a mine. Yep. Uh oh. <laughs> you're going and getting the gondola gizmo. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had to go put out some fires in town. There's yeah. a little meter of like eight little fires, angry little fireballs. You know what I say? I say Musashi's weak on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's the worst mayor this city's ever had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so fortunately, you found this scroll, which lets you go around uh, and put out these fires that everybody is running in panic and in panic circles in front of. Mm-hmm. So, it just interrupts your flow, and you run out of power. So you have to charge it up again and uh, try and not hit these guys as they are thwarting your attempts to rescue their only earthly possessions. And luckily, there's no time limit or anything for this. Right. Like, there's no consequence for for failure. Like, if they put a time limit on this, that would be excruciating yeah i'm just gonna go through it and then you have to go talk to the mayor um i didn't have this problem that you had but i'll let you articulate it because it's in the notes <laughs> yeah uh, it's pretty much what i said at the beginning um I, I wasn't sure if there was some kind of like weird little flagging glitch where he was not making his rounds or he was making his rounds or is making his rounds more than he needed to if his wife came to the door and then said dot 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 and went inside or if musashi shook his head is like oh he's not here um different times of the day morning afternoon night um, trying to get them because the wife has to give you uh, the rock salt um, and also a calendar for some reason and also 600 gil, um, except which maybe, is nothing. Yeah, except maybe the, the uh, <laughs> it was just a bunch of stuff like that. Like there's a defined sequence that everything has to happen in order to make everything proceed. But it was like it was cluttered is the only yeah. way that I can think of to describe it. And no matter what time I came and, you know, looked at this and did it, it's kind of like trying to get into Twin, Twin Peak Mountain. The conditions for making that guard disappear aren't fucking inscrutable. And it yeah. was the same problem here. Yeah. I, did, I just, I went and just talked to him. Like, he was just there. So I think it's probably a timing-related thing. Like, at the time you eventually got there was the time that he's there. Mm-hmm. You know? And then I think you get the calendar and the rock salt at the same time. Yeah. More or less. The calendar ends up becoming useful later, yeah. but is a t- just takes up an inventory slot forever, which is mm-hmm. annoying. And then the rock salt, I did not know what to do with this for anything. Right. Like, uh, there's nothing that tells you what to do with this. It just relies on you having run into a dead end earlier. Yeah. Like, this was somewhere I used a guy and I was really frustrated. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck do I do with the salt? Yeah. Um, and the real thing you do is that there's a giant slug in the forest mm-hmm. that hopefully you've run into that you pour salt on, which is cruel. But mm-hmm. instead of killing it, it just turns into a little slug and yeah. scoots away in the most adorable manner yeah, ever. That's like you're doing him a favor. <laughs> yeah, he he finally wants out too. It's super cute. Yeah, I like snails. Yeah, they're they're, they're slugs. They're uh, they're I mean they're gross, but 
like a little and, and their cartoon stuff. versions are cute yeah real versions are like animate cat turds <laughs> right like they're super super scary and gross yeah so but but real versions like beer so yeah that's true yeah well, tiny how, little drunks that's how, that's, that's how you get rid of them yep they drink themselves to death <laughs> yeah so this has been cole's gardening tips um, yeah. <laughs> and this takes you down to uh, down to the ocean, uh, which, again, I'm not sure why this isn't a crisis. The fact that if you go here at low tide and use the water scroll, um, you drain the ocean. Yep. Yeah. Well, because you don't want to deal with those thirst quenchers. Right. Like, like the people in town probably don't even have to drink anything. Oh, right. Like they only they get all of their moisture from bread and oranges. <laughs> so <laughs> they're like pirates. Yep. Cool. Uh, yep. Yeah. And uh this, yeah. get, this and, gets you the fire scroll and also um, causes uh, what's his name Kojiro to show up with fillet apparently mm-hmm. apparently fillet and yep. uh, 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 initiate a duel which yep. um, I I man cool like I'm, <laughs> I, I'm running out of ways to say it like I thought this was the easiest fight in the game yeah I had no problem with this just I stayed behind him a lot yeah there was the, like the, there was no reason for my attacks to not do damage however my attacks did not do damage no matter how much i tried to bait him out no matter how much i tried to attack him from a distance or do jump attacks no matter how much i tried to space it apart like oh maybe it's an invincibility period kind of thing is he attacking is he blocking my attacks okay i'll get around behind him he does have a block like yeah, he, he does, does like yeah he does have a block from from ahead like where he is invincible mm-hmm. but like after he does the like his he, sh- he shoots out those little waves and then he does what does he do after that? He has like two attacks really. And like after one of them he's super vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And you just hit him in the back a bunch of times. Yeah. Like I I don't know, man. Like I, I just didn't have an issue with, with Kojiro. Yeah. It, like like to, to to me it was an apparent lack of feedback. It was what was my really big problem. It was just like uh it's frustrating to do something and not have any result come of it. Yeah. Like full stop. Yeah. So that like that, that that's where I ran into it. Like it's funny. I you know I, I dig the whole Musashi Kojiro thing that comes back in a big bad way um, mm-hmm. later on uh, in a way that I find really satisfying. Just this fight was a mechanical nightmare for me. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like and there are other things I think were more of a, a mechanical nightmare that I had a, more of a problem with too. This just wasn't one of them. Right. Like I just didn't. It was like I didn't have the same experience. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep, and you know, <laughs> this yeah. just this could be this could just be me. I could be crazy or bad at video games, but this was my experience. Yeah, it, would, it wouldn't mean you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so this is this is all part of a pretty crazy gambit that's yeah. going on because Princess Filet is acts very differently mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, how she was before. Right. Like she is now, as opposed to being like a, a kind of a whiny princess, like she's a little bit more rough and tumble, yeah. is acting super suspicious. So this is actually a, a crazy, crazy uh, <laughs> smart gambit yeah. on behalf of this uh, Kojiro fellow. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's finally time to take care of those people who stole the bell. <laughs> right. The, the the bumbling dummy and uh, yeah. the stutterer, I think. Yeah. Sorry. Ed and, and uh, what's his head? Yeah. Ed and Ben. Yeah. Ben who, who stutters. Mm-hmm. Ed who's dumb. Right. Yep. And they're both the leader. Right. Everybody's a leader. I'm the leader. Yep. You're the leader. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I love uh, leader. Yeah, so you get. Yeah, I love leader. You have to. Uh, you have to figure out where these guys are holed up, uh, which again involves um, hoping that you rescued all these mercenaries who give you different pieces of this clue that ultimately works out to kind of a chess puzzle, actually. Yeah, like night it's, moves. Yeah, there's there's this different uh, version of chess called Shogo mm-hmm. in here, and uh, you know, you get this this book that teaches you how to play it, 
and it's part of the coding of what to do in this forest is in is coded in chess moves. Mm-hmm. Like I like this puzzle. It's more complicated than the game than puzzles have been right. in this game so far. So it's like it feels a little out of place, but without being too too hard. Yeah. It's just like the most puzzly puzzle. It's like the mystus puzzle <laughs> that's been in here. Yeah. And I like it because res- like resetting it is actually pretty easy. And there is a slow indication of progress because as you make correct moves, you start seeing more and more snow. Like, yep. the, like the world actually changes. Uh, it is not a pure uh, illusory forest um, yep. like you would expect it to be. Yep. And and you're heading towards this uh, frozen palace, mm-hmm. um, which is where uh, Gingerell is hanging out Yeah. Um, in here. Yeah. And uh, you think this is where the thieves are going to hang out. But she says the thieves are long gone. Mm-hmm. And yet you're still just kind of like, well, I can probably find something dungeon. useful here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, so Ginger L, like, uh, does she ever do anything bad? Is she apparently a villain? I don't understand. <laughs> no, she seems like it seemed like she was going to come back later. Yeah. But, you know, in that never ending string of boss fights at the end. But mm-hmm. she's not. Yeah. So, yeah. So I like this dungeon a lot. Like this yeah. feels, you know, again, pretty Zelda E. Um, in a way that uh, you know, kind of in a similar way to the uh, the different mazes before you're trying to find these keys that will open up different colored doors and kind of at the terminus of each of these little little paths. There are like little challenge rooms. Right. Mm-hmm. And there there are guys who um, there's these big, uh, strong ogre type creatures where you can assimilate their power, but their power is useless for you. Mm-hmm. The trick is to get them to use their power on you right. and throw you up on the yeah. hard to reach places and stuff. Yeah. You can already throw stuff. In fact, try yeah. not. You can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All you can do is throw things. Yep. Um, it's you know you have to glue your swords to your hands so they don't yeah. uh, don't come off. That's what that bracer's for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just magnets. <laughs> the um, so like absorbing their power lets you gives you a clue of what they can do, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where the, where the thing is. Yeah. Um, you have these really little cool. you have these little mini uh, mini musashis that are like uh, what is it Dural from the End of Virtue Fighter? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they uh, they they mimic you. Um, in a way that uh, the the one move they can't do is your spin attack, and that's the trick to taking him down. Yeah, and when you get these challenge rooms, it's, it says like to the victor is the one who doesn't take damage, or the victor is the last one standing, and it kind of tells you what you have to do. And one of them you have to put your clone on this certain thing, like the, the victor victory goes to the clone or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you have to absorb from one of those guys, which is kind of tricky anyway because they attack when you attack, mm-hmm. and then uh, put your clone on this little platform and yeah. and get that. So I, I like this dungeon a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. I like the boss fight too. Um, yeah, this is the boss fight I did poisoned. Mm-hmm. Oh god, um, I have no like, idea how I got poisoned here. <laughs> like it always feel felt like I would get poisoned at like random stops. Actually, you know what? In retrospect, I did this poisoned and the ant queen poisoned. Oh my god, like, the whole thing poisoned. Like, yeah, the, the ant queen makes sense because that is all yeah, about poison. She poisoned you, but yeah. yeah, I did this poisoned as well. So oh. I just had to jump around a lot. Yeah, and this one doing is this, like this, all about mobility. This bridge too. run was so hard. Jesus, Gary. <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So this has uh, this has like a little bit of a lead up to it. Uh, you're running along this bridge and trying to use your fire scroll to melt these icicles that are acting like spikes. I don't know why you can't double jump over them visually you by know judging. What's weird the is, is you can once they've melted down a little bit, right? Yeah, like so they're they're not too high to jump over, but then when they're like half that height, you can. Mm-hmm. It's really strange. Yeah. But uh, like it makes sense. Like, oh, here's a big enemy, and they've kind of played with the arena in different ways. So this is mm-hmm. this is satisfying in a thematic way, right? Yeah. Um, you know, throughout the rest of it, like, okay, cool from play. And when it, you know, when you end up where the dragon finally fights you, it's like fighting Seath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with with like a fixed camera angle, mm-hmm. and it, it is 
almost 100% just about dodging right. these things and knowing where you need to get. It took me a long time to figure out how to dodge the the beam attack, mm-hmm. like where the safety zones were. Yeah. And it's, it's, it is very like Seath-like in that it's like about watching his tells. Like mm-hmm. right before he starts doing that, he'll kind of tilt his head in the way that he's going to end up starting. Mm-hmm. And then you just go to the opposite corner. Right. Oh, okay. Or you can um, spend time over in a corner and he'll start in that side. And all you have to do is run close enough to him or close enough to the top wall that the kind of the, the radian doesn't hit you. Yeah. 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 This is a good boss fight. Like, I like this this fight quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> and after you kill him, that somehow defeats the thieves in <laughs> yeah, a way nope. that, like, we don't understand at all. There's no cause and effect. Yeah. Um, so take that, thieves. Yeah. There's Capricola, which that that name, like, that that is a really clever pun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's super clever. Like the, with with what happens with this character, uh huh. Like that's really like that. That's a that's a master stroke yep. of localization. <laughs> yeah. Good job. So like I just th- this is my yogurt to milk to cheese or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like the this. the fact that, I, that that general guy's name is Capricola and he ends up being who he is mm-hmm. makes tons of sense. Yeah, but um, you know, the, you're you're becoming more of a nuisance and they're taking you more seriously, which you know makes sense because the next chapter of the game is all about killing some ants and not escalating the conflict at all. Yeah, exactly. Again, there's no <laughs> sense of of conflict. You're still doing chores. Yep. Um. And the uh, so you get back and the princess has kind of shown her true colors mm-hmm. and has taken all the store profits. <laughs> I love that this um, is like just a libertarian screed put in the yeah. middle of this game. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, what is the place of government? I've lost faith in her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 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 what she did, like uh, she goes into Steamwood because she's going to fuck up the town, presumably, mm-hmm. like blow up your your our ability to mine uh, bintochite, mm-hmm. and uh, the the miner. Or the guy, the guy who the administrator, uh, she hits him, so he locks her in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the dumbest thing in the world because right. that's you know you can blow up the town from in there, <laughs> right? Which she of course does. Oh no, you're a bad person. Let's put you in a place where you can do the most damage. Exactly. Like yes, you may die, mm-hmm. but you're going to kill the whole village, right? To do it. Um, so you get to do steamwood again. <laughs> yeah. Except this time, not all of the levers are on there. Not all of the handles. Yep. yep. So and and to kind of compensate for that, you have double jump, mm-hmm. which makes it a little bit easier. Um, but it's just like I, my biggest issue with this game, my most frustrating thing is the reuse of of dungeons and and stuff. Like it's not a long game, you know. So it's mm-hmm. it's not like you know to me say like oh it, like no game needs padding. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need padding. I can't be like boy like this game is already huge. They didn't need to do that. Mm-hmm. I would have just preferred a, a new a new thing to do. Yeah, and it's like crazy that of all the things to repeat, they did this. Yeah, like I can't imagine. I, I okay, I can't fathom how Steamwood got through testing. Yeah, and for them to say, "Oh boy, this thing," you know, let's just do this twice. Of all the things to repeat, this would be the last one in the entire world. Ugh. Yeah, I know. I I mean, like Steamwood. The my problem with Steamwood is that it is too unforgiving. Mm-hmm. It's not with what you end up doing. Like right. Steamwood, if you double the time limit, like make time go down half as fast. I don't mm-hmm. really have a problem with Steamwood. Right. It's not laudable but it ceases to be something in the loss column for me yeah you know so like i couldn't at that point i wouldn't say like i can't imagine how it got through testing my big problem with it is it is so unforgiving with the dual time limits and them both being fairly harsh i can't imagine how it got through testing in the state that it is like i i end up falling down you know falling on your side like okay if you fail you probably like make it so you have to go back to the last valve that you did instead of having to restart in the beginning like there are ways like you know ways that they could have done this like like numbers things like the easiest thing to tweak in a game yeah you know 
just just make some of the numbers bigger, make some of the numbers smaller. Mm-hmm. You know, and that would do it. Yeah. So. <sighs> Which anyway, again, like there's there, there's no real reason for it because they probably could have just exposed this. This is not the princess. This is Topo. Musashi asks, "Did you have a tail before?" No, she didn't. Yep. Nope, she's a mouse lady. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, you do steam it again. It's not any more fun the second time. Right. Um, and really there's kind of a lack of things to do after this. Like you go talk to the mayor and he talks about this thing that he used to do when he was a little kid, which ends up being the hint to go get the wind crest. But if I didn't have a guide, fuck. Yeah, this, this is really, this is very, I also had that problem where I, I could not, could not figure out what to do. Um, on this, which was, which was frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, but you end up going to the statue and uh and getting you know you blow up or you blow up this lava pit that's underground mm-hmm. that blows up a statue and then you get the uh the wind crust from under it or near it mm-hmm. and with the wind crust you can dig um you turn into a cyclone and dig into the earth right which so. is not used a terrible amount no of time. yeah like, it's pretty late in the game to be introducing that stuff and like yeah. they don't use it in the final dungeon at all right really enough yeah um, like the other side yeah. of it is you can kind of proceed without being like buffeted by winds so stuff right. that would have, you know, stymied or slowed your process, as long as that is active, then you're able to proceed and you're not knocked off of platforms. So, like, that's kind of the more useful thing. But the gimmick is that you're kind of drilling down through the yeah. through the floor, which uh, hurts you this time because you drill down through the bottom of the, st- of the statue, land in the forest, and Bubbles turns you into Midgetite. Yep. Yep. And then they're, uh, they're in kind of a panic. Like, they're going to take you while you're knocked out and they panic mm-hmm. when you wake up. Right. And just uh, hit you with their Benjotite wand, mm-hmm. which is, it turned out to be a mistake because you can get out of that. Yeah. Because you have the one uh, thing that can dissolve Benjotite. Exactly. They, should know this. they locked, They've been they trying to get the keys in the car. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and when you get back, for the village is overrun by giant ants. Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay. First fire, now giant ants. Yeah. Okay. This village is just having, yeah. like, what do they do when I'm not here? Like, <laughs> you know? Just, just everyone's dead within an hour of like Musashi well, leaving. Well, no, they just founded it, like, yeah, <laughs> exactly <laughs> on an on an ancient Indian barrel ground. Yeah, so like it's just cursed. Yep. So there's these giant ants. Uh, I like this um, little puzzle where uh, the you know you just fix the gondola and this you know gigantic ant is terrorizing the town by resting on top of it. And the the, you know, the person who's standing there is like, oh no, we're not going to be able to get to the castle to kill this ant. And then Musashi says, castle gondola. And I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And you ride the gondola into the ant. Yep. And, and it sprays him. the goo onto the camera. Yep. 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 I like that. Yeah. I Again, got you. I'm going to call and it the out. Ant, the ant, uh, and the ant uh, escapes into a, into a vent that goes down in the mines and you have to follow it. Yeah. And head into the mines. It is a different part of the mine, but it is still very similar to the rest of the mine. Yeah. Same, same palette set, same basic moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, set with much trickier platforming, right? Um, including that uh, that really difficult puzzle where you the, we had to bounce up the hill. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get the like one of the things you can assimilate from enemy is hop, which allows you to go up steep hills. And uh, you end up having they they introduce a ramp and a guy who gives you hop, and you take it. And then there's a guy who gives you hop, a pit, and then a ramp. Mm-hmm. And you have to stick your sword in it and then double jump over the pit and then drain him. Mm-hmm. From it, which is a pretty tricky puzzle. Yeah. Um, and the platforming in this section gets really complicated. Lots of like having to change directions mid double jump. Yeah. Um, a lot of um, trying to jump around a corner, kind of taking advantage yeah. of the of the 3D uh, when it isn't quite apparent. Like it looks like a dead end, but there's but there's more kind of like out beyond the camera, which I was okay yep. with. Yeah. I, I like that stuff too. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and it kind of culminates with a uh, a minecart segment, which like didn't bother me as much as it bothered you. I love looking at the notes and then being able to see what the conversation is going to turn into like before yeah. I get there. Yeah, because sometimes it's like, oh man, I'm glad you pointed this out, and then sometimes I'm just like, I I actually thought this was pretty good. <laughs> I thought this was pretty fun. I played just like Tempest and thought it was pretty fun. Yeah, like it's Battletoads yeah. as fuck. You cannot deny that though. It's like it's Battletoads as fuck, but like. Like, you don't jump or anything. It's just about placing your little, like, audio surf guy. Like, it's, yeah. it's, Battletoads is fuck with, uh, delineated, you know, or like quantized positioning. Mm-hmm. Like, there's only five places your cart can be. Yeah. So it didn't feel like there was that little bit of like, oh, you know, I'm kind of like just going to clip the, the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, you're either safe or you're not. Yeah. You know, I, I was, I was really put off by this by how, like, unresponsive the controls were. Because, like, it's quantized, and you kind of have to, if you press the button too quickly, it doesn't just, like, queue up the next move. You have to settle in on the next notch and then press the button again to go. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's asking you to do, do like, especially, especially, like, later on, it's asking you to do these really quick sweeps across. And it's not just hold right until it goes all the way to the right. It is tap, tap, tap. Oh, wait, he's not moving. He's not, oh, I'm dead. Yeah, you have to tap. You, like yeah. you have to. There's like a rhythm to it. Yeah, like you can't you can't hold down the button. It's, and it's, like, a, it's a rhythm that I that like I was never able to discern. Like it just it felt shoddily put together. To your credit, like it doesn't do anything to really express that that's how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. It just tells you to avoid the things, but it doesn't tell you that like oh you're not going to be able to move in a fluid fashion mm-hmm. anymore. I'm really glad you can move in a fluid fashion oh, yeah. because that would make it you know difficult. But the this part didn't. I thought this was was pretty fun. I don't know. Like it felt like a. I got it. Like I first tried it and felt like a. You know, I felt like a kind of a badass after I did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas I ended up just kind of like save stating after like, okay, I passed three gates. Cool. I'm going to save state here. Yeah. Because because I just you have four chances and that is not enough to get over the way that this you know functions. I would have preferred more chances. Yeah. For it too. Like I got through on the. You know, I got through on one thing mm-hmm. where like the mine cart has has broken down and you're literally just riding on the the hook. Yeah. That the minecart lands which, on you, like I almost died. Which, like in uh, principle, on your playthrough, I could see that being really cool. Like, okay, cool, just by the skin of my teeth, but I just yeah. couldn't get there, man. It was just yeah, it was just a rhythm thing. Like it just kind of like I just it clicked yeah. for me how to tap into these positions. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. So your mileage may vary yep. on the minecart segment in Chapter Five of Brave Frontier Musashi. <laughs> yeah. I think we can both agree that this next boss fight's no great shakes. Oh man, um, I really dislike it. it. I, yeah, I dislike this too. And I did it poison and it takes forever. This is where it's like, no, you know, three times. Mm-hmm. I need to kill the thing three times, not five. Yeah. Not seven, three. Yeah. You know, that's what we need. Yeah. I like that you're fighting on the belly of this queen ant. Like, yeah. the theming of this is really neat. And I could even get behind when you do damage to her, she spits her larva at you. Yeah. Um, what I can't get behind is kind of like the, 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 the laziness of her arm movement as it picks up and car- it picks you up and carries you into her, uh, into her chest spikes because yeah. you can't tell, like it's just kind of moving so slowly again, tweening from position to position and following you along. There's no indication of when you need to jump because you know, everything just kind of moves like molasses that, yeah. and you know, after, you know, she does her attacks, she bends down so you can hit her. Cool. Um, she probably should have spit those larvae maybe half as many times. That's, that's yeah. what I wanted to know. I didn't need to know how many times I had to attack her tail. I, I want to know how soon I was going to be able to attack her tail. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I mean, the individual things, like, I didn't have as much of a problem with other than the fact that I just did it forever. Mm-hmm. Like, it just took forever to, to attack her face enough for her to expose her tail. 
Like that was the thing that really bothered me. It was just like I'm doing this forever and I'm running out of healing stuff mm-hmm. because I'm spending the whole time poisoned. And like right. I could often avoid those – her little like salad tongs mm-hmm. arms that she would like put in on you. But I couldn't always and they do a lot of damage. Yeah. So one thing again, like if you were going to play this game, um, every time you go into a dungeon, you want to be 100% full of your best healing item. Right. You know, like you need items in this game mm-hmm. to get through it. Like you have to load up on stuff or you're not going to make it. Like it is impossible to just avoid damage. You're going to have to do some tanking. Mm-hmm. And uh, this this boss fight makes you tank for too long. Right. So. Yeah. And there's no chance to, you know, there's a memory box outside of this, but there's no chance to backtrack and get back to the village. Exactly. So, yeah. Like, like this game, like desperately needed like a fast travel of some kind. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to resupply or just merchants out in the wild or something like that. Which is funny for as small as this world is. Yeah, it's just well, just having to go back through a dungeon mm-hmm. most times. Like sometimes they'll mercifully teleport you back after you finished it, but there right. is no way to resupply. Um, like a, a bigger inventory mm-hmm. would take care of that problem too. Yeah. You know, if I, if I could really load up. Because like the reason why I think the action figure collectible thing works so well is because money isn't too much of an object. Mm-hmm. Because of that inventory limit, like buying – filling out your entire inventory with healables, like you're still likely to have some extra cash. Right. You know, so having something fun to do with it is cool. Mm-hmm. But I would have rather had inventory spaces. Yeah. Or you just know? like maybe halfway through you find a magical set of armor, which is, you know, L backpack or whatever. Yeah, right. The legendary saddlebags or something yeah. like that. Um, so after you beat the ant, we're finally back on the critical path. Right. After what feels like forever. <laughs> um, you know, to do, and I mean, you have been, these are crest guardians. The ant is a crest guardian. Yeah. But it, just, it felt like it, it's tying that in after the fact almost. Right. Um, so there's chapter six, the sword of luminescence. Yes. And everything gets kind of set off when John comes and says like, oh, there's only one more, you know, scroll for you to get. And kind of, he's been out doing research, right? He's like, yep. he's like zero in Mega Man X. Like, exactly. okay, I'm going to go do my own thing and I'll come back and save you at the last moment. Um, and he gives you kind of a cryptic set of clues about, around where to get the Sky Scroll. Yes. Yeah. At a certain time, which is like Sky Day, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Friday. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Yeah. And it tells you that this is a point of no return, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Like it says, hey, stock up, Yeah, you know, because you're going to need to fill out, you know, get maximum <laughs> healing things for these bosses. Like get as much as you possibly can. Right. Um. To get to the thing, like the, it's kind of difficult to get to the uh, the Sky Tower. It's like a path through Steamwood mm-hmm. where you end up having to be at Sky Day during a certain time when it's raining right. and use this uh, this sky or this uh, this wind crest. Yeah, you have to use the Earth Crest to knock down the cliff face to climb up to use the wind crest to like summon the Sky Tower or whatever. Yes. Yeah. To fulfill the prophecy of the... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Of the Binto Chai Empire. Mm-hmm. Of the cult of the drinking of, yes. Um, yeah. And then you get up to this tower, um, which is a little bit of like a puzzle thing in and of itself. Yeah. The wind here bothered me. Like, yeah. that's the thing that bothered Like, I didn't mind any of the individual components of this other than the fact that, like, I felt like I would miss jumps because there was a wind that I wasn't really aware of and it wasn't visually signposted. I, I don't know if well. it was wind. I think it was the fact that the plat- like the outer platform is moving constantly. Um, like in relation, like, you know, rotation, like, yeah, no fixed inertia. Yes, exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so as you're trying to jump, you have to lead your jump. Um, except, you know, there's no real indication for that. It's ameliorated by the fact that you can put up your water, um, scroll Mm -hmm. with which, you know, what's let you walk on water to, you know, to get to these first couple. But once you're up on the top, trying to use the, uh, the fire, uh, or whatever, uh, you end up, you know, just falling down and starting over. Uh, And how do you do it? 
Yeah. yeah, not do the whole thing, but to start over from the bottom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, this is cool. I like the aesthetics of this. It's like the uh, the hidden palace or whatever from uh, Sonic, Sonic 3, hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, this uh, the, this kind of gets you this last scroll, and right on cue, the soda fountain, the entirety of the the other uh, the thirst quencher empire comes up, and uh, uh, you know they they basically take you hostage as the sky tower falls right onto the king. Yes, and kind of funny the uh, as it's doing it to a straw comes out of the soda fountain uh-huh. and slurps up the sky tower, so it crashes. Yep, like it just wants to drink everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. But, I mean, it, it seems like these two kingdoms should be able to live in peace. Like, we don't want our water. We're constantly getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. Just let them have it. Um, <laughs> yep. So uh, now you are in this massive final dungeon where the entire last chapter of the game takes place. Yeah, this last the last chapter, I was appreciative of the fact that I was on the critical path and I wasn't just doing people's laundry and shit. Yep. Um, but this is very hard. Yes. I find like the individual connective tissue between boss battles, Mm -hmm. I think is very, very tough. Like you're introduced to enemies that are a huge challenge leap Mm -hmm. up over what they've been. And like the kind of cool thing is that they're the things you can absorb from them Mm -hmm. are really powerful. Right. (laughs) Like, you know, it's not like it sucks for you and it's great for them. Like that's by far how I did my most damage. Mm -hmm. Um, with these guys, but uh, this is just a huge, huge difficulty spike. And I was, yeah. you know, at the beginning of every stage, save saving and did not feel bad about it. It's a huge difficulty spike that will drain the resources that you came into this with um, yep. and doesn't give you enough to compensate for that. So Right. Could, and you I, need those for the boss. Yes. So I could totally foresee, like, what they're expecting you to do is beat this entire thing in one go. Yes. Right. Like with like with one set of healing items that hopefully you brought, like hopefully you listen to the game when it said, you know, do this thing. Yeah. And the uh, you do get healing stuff. Whenever you kill an enemy, you get BP and HP back mm-hmm. with a decent amount. But it is, you know, their enemies are so frequent once you get to the enemy portions of this mm-hmm. that, you know, I just didn't want to fight everything. Right. Like I would usually get my investment back for doing so. But only because I had those really high-powered, like either the homing missiles or the grenades mm-hmm. that I absorbed from the shoulder soldiers. Yeah. So, but before you do that, you do the sky scroll section. So yeah. that's the last elemental power we get, which is like a hover, mm-hmm. like a real air hockey kind of loose hover. Yep. And you have to hover over this water um, that's poison, so you can't use the water scroll. Mm-hmm. And between these poison walls, and kind of thread the needle. Right. Through here. Um, and managing your uh, your inertia because you don't stop when you pick up the uh, when you pick up the um, the button. Yep. Yeah, and this is the first time you've encountered these things. I was really frustrated because, like, if they had done a low stakes version of using the uh, the sky scroll, they probably could have taught you know signposted yeah. it better. Doing it here where the stakes were really high and there was no like save spot, you know, like, yeah. I I probably would have had a very tough time doing this yeah, without was, save states. It was frustrating. Like it it is like again they're just doing so much stuff in this game and then putting it this all right at the end like a whole dungeon about the sky scroll mm-hmm. where you learn how to use it and then how you do this at the end mm-hmm. would make sense right uh, but just just dropping you right in the deep end of the pool is tough yeah um yeah so eventually you get you once you get through that you fight ben mm-hmm. as a, as an end boss um who throws uh he has a propeller on his back mm-hmm. for some reason <laughs> and he uh, throws bombs and he, it's, again, it's trying to find the kind of the safe spot mm-hmm. to fight him. So, you know, you can dodge him and, and what have you, but you, he throws bombs and kind of coats the battlefield. Yeah. And the trick here is that they explode at different rates. Mm-hmm. So you're, you need to be by one that's not about to explode, wait for one to explode and then get where that one was. Right. 
and that'll be the safe spot. And then when he lands, you can kind of attack him. Right. Um, and his hit points, he doesn't have a weak point. He actually has a hit point meter. Like these bosses typically just kind of work like normal bosses in games. Yeah. If your attacks had any range, this would actually be a lot more manageable. However, in order to do any real damage to him, you have to um, get up close and he can just fling this Naginta out and attack you, you know, without any real warning. Um, or throw these axes. Like getting close enough to him is such a dangerous proposition that I was using healing items at a rate that I was uncomfortable with. Yeah, I, I didn't. I had a problem with this guy, but not that big of a problem mm-hmm. with him. Um, mostly, again, trying to get to his back. Yeah. Like after he did the bombs and he's in that part, you can kind of block your way up mm-hmm. through the Nagintas and then kind of circle around behind him. Yeah. Uh, it did take forever because mm-hmm. I could only get in like one or two hits. Yeah. And that's the big problem I had with it was that he was a huge HP sponge. Yeah. Uh, after him, you get this uh, maze kind of portion. It's like uh, Bowser's Castle in Super Mario World a little bit, mm-hmm. where uh, this calendar comes in handy because each day kind of has this alchemical symbol associated with it. Mm-hmm. And you have to proceed through them in order. So you're kind of using this as a clue to find the right door to go through or else you are dumped back to the beginning. Yep. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, I'll be, I'll be totally honest. I didn't have the patience for it and used a guide because oh, yeah? I was frustrated. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I was just like, I, I get, I understand how to do the puzzle. I don't want to constantly be checking my inventory to check out which yeah. symbols next. I'm just going to. I, I just wrote, wrote down the symbols and checked them yeah. off as I went along. Um, I liked this actually a lot because it like this is the final exam that I wanted for how to use the different, uh, the different platforming scrolls. mechanics. Yeah. yeah, the different scrolls and how they affect platforming. Yeah, like this does pretty, this does pretty well. The, uh, yeah, I would agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After this is Ed, who similar to Ben just has way too much HP. Uh, for yep. the for the amount of time that he gives you to be able to attack him, right? Yep. Yeah. So and again, he's very similar. He has like two attack patterns, and you attack him after the second one. Yeah. Um, but this one signal he signals that you're supposed to attack him by being out of breath. Mm-hmm. So it's much more obvious. Yeah. Um, his, his main attack is this gigantic sweeping fire beam. Yeah, they have to double jump over. But at first, you might think you can outrun, and you really can't. Right. Um, so I, I, this boss fight didn't bother me too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's not as hard. I don't think he's as hard as Ben. Right. Um. Just because he does have that down, like, refractory period. You can stab him. Where he's, <laughs> yeah, he's blue as fire load. Yep. Yeah. Um, but here's where the game, I think, gets really, really fucking hard. <sighs> yeah. Is this, like, constant see this garden maze and then series of, like, gates and stuff. It turns into fucking Contra. Yeah. Or, like, um, uh, what's that? What's the overhead Contra that I'm thinking <laughs> super, of? Akari that's, Warriors. That's, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, it turns into Akari Warriors. Like... It is, and it's really tough. And enemies don't stay dead. They respawn mm-hmm. if you leave and come back, which, like, is fine because you need to be able to take their abilities and they're good for healing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it becomes frustrating because you can never, like, clear out an area right. and then move on. Like, it's always, like, just trying to get through as quick as you can. And you get these doors or turrets that block your path that you have to blow up, which, like, if I didn't have... The grenade, or I think I had the grenade, not the the homing missile at this point, mm-hmm. which like you can do it really quick. Like two two grenades will take out most of these doors. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have been super fucked. <laughs> like it just it's it's so tough. Like these enemies do so much damage. There's so many of them. Yeah, yeah. And this is a point where your just lack of defensive vocabulary, bingo card, um, comes home comes home to roost because you really can't uh, compensate for how, for how many different angles these guys are going to come in and attack you from. Yeah. Like there's just no, like the, the, they're, they're throwing at you. They're throwing more at you. They can, than you can rightfully handle with how responsive this game is. Well, and with how responsible you have to be with their healing shit. Yeah. At this point, that was the big thing that bothered me about it. It was like, I knew I wasn't going to come back. I knew there was going to be boss fights after this. Mm-hmm. And there are like, you you know, you don't want to be using healing items very much here. Mm-hmm. You know, like you want to go into the last boss with seven, <laughs> 
healing things if you can. <laughs> yep. You know, yeah. so this this was very frustrating. This this I got pretty impatient and annoyed with this. So after you clear this impossible gauntlet, um, it's not impossible. Yeah, we, we we didn't spend that much time talking about it, but it's long. Yeah, it's pretty long. Like it's it's tons of screens. Yeah, like. It, it, and like a couple of set pieces throughout it, but nothing that's really like indicative of the progress you're making mm. aside from the fact that you are now outside as opposed to being kind of in the, in the gully works, um, and you're climbing upward. Yeah. 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 But you get to, uh, another boss, uh, Topo. <laughs> yep. And, uh, she says, you know, like she, you're about ready to fight her and she's like, well, you wouldn't hit a girl. Would you? And he's like, and you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> I guess that's true. So you do a, like a DDR mini game, uh -huh. like a Simon yeah. mini game with her. Yeah. To a really catchy song. Oh yeah, I like it. Yeah. It's a it's yeah. a little bit like sports. Yeah, yeah, like this like like synth like upbeat synth song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, once I figured out, like I was really frustrated at first because I thought that I was just supposed to repeat it from memory, not just kind of like watch her do it once and then do it, you know, do it along with her again. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, why did I fail? Because I totally tapped these in the right order. Um, like once I you know stopped and let that happen, this is like really neat. Yeah. Yeah, like they, they again, they should probably explain what's going to happen mm -hmm. a little bit more. It just says like tap along with her, go. Yeah. Um, but it should say like you know she's going to show you what to do, and then you do it along with her. Yeah. Uh, once you figure that out, though, it's really fun. Yeah. Um, and and you know just pretty charming and cute. <laughs> yeah. Just, just be on the sound stage, really out of left field. <laughs> you you know what the stage remind it reminded me of the uh, the the Breako fight. Oh sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like the 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 uh, the set piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I like that they're still adding weird shit. Mm -hmm. To this uh, it's good. To the game, like this late in the game. They sense that the ending is coming. It's like, oh, no, we have so much more to say, you guys. Yeah, we have so many more mini games to do. <laughs> yep. You know, we had to put this one in because um, yeah. usually typically games will kind of flatten out near the end. Mm -hmm. But this is still like and, and the, you know, it could have just been an endless slog of, of robots. But mm -hmm. yeah, they add in this little thing, which I like, like right before the final boss, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's super goofy. Yeah. It's like it's super grim what happens afterwards because I guess you dance so hard that you broke her legs. Yep. <laughs> you won't punch her. Nope. But you'll dance hard enough for her to break her legs. Yeah. And she like just she just like collapses and says, That was my last dance. Yep. It's like, super funny. You took away just this this part of her. She just withers away. Yep. I love it. It's great. Mm -hmm. Um and yeah. now, so, now you get into like exposition mode. This is the final stretch. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, essentially, there was like, you know, the, the Thirst Quencher Empire was using you. Like, they just wanted you to bring Lumina here. Mm -hmm. um, they did not want to have to fight the Crest Gardens. Guardians. Yeah. The Crest Guardians. Mm -hmm. Crest Gardens. <laughs> That's like, um, like, a, like, a, like a really upbeat grunge band. Yeah. Or like a, a wonderful toothpaste field. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, uh, but Capricola is here, and he has the princess, and uh, he's leading you up. Uh, this kind of spiral staircase. Mm -hmm. And uh, you get to this boss fight, which I'm glad you like this because mm -hmm. I like this too. Yeah. Um, the Tower of Death, which I also like that's called the Tower of Death. Mm -hmm. But um, your Sky Runes, you get unlimited Sky Rune power, so you fly during yeah. this. And uh, it's just about you know, finding the correct... It has all these eyes mm -hmm. on it and finding the correct ones to attack yeah. while it rotates in different ways and you have to avoid these hazards. Right. And, you know, it becomes a little hard to like... You know, it's like finding a needle in a haystack and especially because the camera doesn't see everything at once. Yeah. Uh, so it's just kind of like scanning up and down and hope, hoping that you catch it. Like, this was cool. I liked it. It was, uh, you know, it, it is a time when the game's propensity to just try something new really benefited, mm -hmm. you know, the experience. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't want like another, like, I didn't want an HP sponge boss. Right. Like this one, you're going through different distinct phases mm -hmm. looking for this thing. Yeah. That you can attack. Like, I really like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, then, uh, then the big twist. 
<laughs> uh, Flasky shows up, and uh, Capricola turns on him mm-hmm. because it turns out that Flasky killed Capricola's parents because <laughs> Capricola, dun dun, is actually John. Yep, John is Capricola. <laughs> yep. Which is the reason why the name is so clever mm-hmm. is because it sounds like cola. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like he's part of the Thirst Quencher Empire. But no. But Capricola is really a cured meat. Yeah, Capricola so, is, is a delicious kind of ham that I encourage yep. you to order in your next Italian dish. Yep. So so in fact, he, he was a food disguised as a drink. <laughs> like a milkshake? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, here's my question. What was the original translation? What would this gag have been if it was just in if it was alcoholic beverages? I have no idea. <laughs> like, I, I, like, I, I like a beef eater, yeah. something like that. <laughs> That's beef a eater name. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. I'm just <laughs> yeah throwing it out there. Um, I'm just trying to think of like I don't know. But the bigger question is why anybody did anything right in this. And I think that that, I think that's intentional. Mm-hmm. I think this is supposed to be funny, mm-hmm. like, and just supposed to be over the top melodrama. Right. Because like, why, if, what is, uh, John's game here? Mm-hmm. Like you let him free, right. You know, without asking anybody. So he was presumably locked up because he was the son or the prince of the, the thirst quencher empire. Mm-hmm. And he wants revenge on this guy who killed his parents. Right. However, um, <laughs> Why he's kidnapping the princess and putting you through this hell, I don't know. Does he know that you're the only person who can take out Fuhrer Flatsky? <laughs> it's apparently not true because you never fight Fuhrer Flatsky. Right. Yeah. yeah. Fuhrer so, Flatsky like, falls for the trap of the person who opens the portal to hell is always the person who dies first. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. It's it's um, super dissonant, too, when he pulls a gun on Fuhrer Flatsky. Like, wait a minute. Is this like a Bourne movie? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> wait a yeah, minute. Huh, wait, there's guns? Yeah. Like, we've been um, fighting <laughs> enemies with guns the whole time. We just walked through a whole field of guns, a tower of guns, even, uh, yeah. indie games. Uh, but, um, <laughs> like, just to have one used as a dramatic, like, it just comes yeah. out of nowhere in this in this goofy little kids game about steampunk food. <laughs> yeah, and and Musashi's even like I don't even know what's going on anymore, yeah. <laughs> which like is part of the reason why I think it's not. No one's supposed to know what's going on. It's just right. like, again, like a lot of the humor of this is just coming from Musashi being yeah. oblivious to all this dumb drama around him. Yeah, just like all Musashi has been doing up to this point is somebody pointed him at a thing and he killed it. So yep. why would that change? Like yep. this is when I say there's no character development and it's good. It is like yeah. Like yeah, the, it would be dumb for them for Musashi to have like a big dramatic. I mean, I was just about to call it a big dramatic square moment, yep. which like this is this is them like consciously rejecting that. Like mm-hmm. he's not, you know, learning a lesson and, and laughing on a cliff face with somebody or anything like that. Like he's just a dumb little sword man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that really works. Yeah, that's uh, that, that that is really neat. Um, it's kind of sad because, uh, Rutrich shoots Capricola in the back or shoots John in the back and he tells you to take care of his dog, this dog, which we never see again. So. Yeah. So presumably we don't. Right. Take care of him. Um, so then Flatsky summons dark Lumina, mm-hmm. uh, from the sword who turns into like a giant Satan. Yeah. Like a big mecha Satan. Yeah, it looks like, like it has a robot voice. It moves like a robot. <laughs> it looks like Ifrit. Like it's like Satan robot Ifrit mm-hmm. who just steps on Flatsky. <laughs> right. And that's and, the boss fight. At the end. And now you have to deal with this, right? Yep. Yeah. So the first phase of the boss fight with him, you're kind of like running along this bridge as he is collapsing it behind you. I, I found that there was a shockingly small margin for error in this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I, I found that to be true too during this chase sequence. And that was frustrating. Mm-hmm. Again, safe states are your friend <laughs> for this, but like 
I can't imagine when I was young. Like, I didn't end up having to start over again because of safe states, but having to start, I wonder where you start over from. Right. I shudder to fucking think. <laughs> um, like, if you die, <laughs> like, because this is one of the few places where there can be instant death. Like, falling would be instant death since the path is getting destroyed. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you get to this uh, little, like, halfway point, and Kojiro's there, which yep. Satan himself is attacking, and he still wants to settle this grudge. Yep. Kojiro and, gets and- absorbed. And it becomes uh, Kojiro Dark Lumina. Mm-hmm. And he glow like the part where he grows, like, I, did super you re- upsetting. Did, yeah, did you record any footage of this? No, no, I didn't. Because the gif where just his thighs are big before <laughs> his, like, pelvis grows and his torso is really small and his pelvis grows, like, uh-huh. I would love to see a gif of that just going back and forth. Because <laughs> yeah. it's so, when he just has giant legs and a tiny pelvis yeah. and tiny torso, it's so weird looking. It's, it's really upsetting, actually. <laughs> yeah, like, it's so weird. It looks weird. painful. Like, I know this is like a like a crazy mecha devil, but, like, I don't want him to go through that. It's so weird. It turns into the Godzilla creature that you see uh, uh, on the front of the box. Yep. Yeah. Which again, like in case you were wondering where that thing was yeah. during the entire game, here it is. Yeah. It turns from Satan to Godzilla. <laughs> and you have two two more phases of, of fighting him, mm-hmm. um, both of which I think last way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the first phase, um, he kind of, is kind of chasing you and you're taking advantage of the fact that you're faster than him. Mm-hmm. So you have to tire him out. Yeah. And you get him to the top. And, uh, like, you know, he's up there uh, again, a long series of watch out for fireballs games where your the last battle takes place on a tower, your deadly premonitions, your God's hand, you mm-hmm. know, what have you. Um, and, uh, you're just trying to get him to do these big attacks. I found this actually to be pretty easy. Yeah. It's, it's not too bad. It just goes on for too long. Yeah. Like for me, like essentially like you either get him to uh, do his tail attack, which wipes him out. So you can attack him in the face mm-hmm. or if he grab tries to grab you and misses, um, he'll get tired out mm-hmm. and do one of the, either of those things. You hurt him enough. And eventually, uh, he does this giant jump where he lands and sends off a wave. Mm-hmm. And then after he does that, you can hit his weak point. Right. He's had to do it a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, like every final boss, the big ugly form turns into the small, pretty form as he, uh, we get a cameo from Frieza from Dragon Ball Z. He does look like a Dragon Ball Z. I didn't know which one it was cause I didn't watch that show, but I'm like, Oh, he looks like a Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. He, he is very explicitly, look it up, Frieza. It is exactly that design. <laughs> um, and this, is, again, just takes too long. But at least it plays into the former game where there are elemental yeah, it, elements it, to it. Yeah, it plays into like, oh, this is the thing that was sealed inside Limina. You've been getting these elementals. It's obvious that when he escapes, he'll be taking advantage of it. Yes. You know? And the, like they're bigger, more dramatic versions of the attacks you've been doing throughout the entire game. Yeah. The hardest one for me to dodge was the one where he split into five. Mm-hmm. Like I could never, I just had to pop muscle through that. I could never consistently dodge that. Yeah. So I just got hit once or twice and just had to like, you know, barely had enough health to kind of get through it. Yeah. The water, yeah, like, the water attack was difficult for me because the, the, the things that would damage you were sprites, but the, like, it was hard to tell what was decorative and what was yeah. damaging. Well, and you have to do that. You have to be close to him because that's your best opportunity to, to drain him. Yeah. Because so, like you can't just keep your distance during the water attack. Yeah. Uh, and I like this too because uh, you know you're using fusion to like suck his power away so that he turns into an eyeball, I guess. Yeah, which, which you is, can then smack. Yeah, it's the core. It's the core which yeah. you smack. And you know this is like just one of those times. Like for for being final bosses in what was otherwise a really frustrating game, they were actually you know super rewarding and cool. I thought. Yeah, the, like and they and they plays into what came before. Like mm-hmm. this end little bit. Like I think there are too many boss fights. I think that you should have been able to resupply partway through. And I think that the the field sections, the Akari Warrior sections, are way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actual fights themselves, I think, are other than being a little bit too long, are pretty good mm-hmm. um, up here at the end. 
Um, so after you beat him eventually, uh, <laughs> you and the princess head back to the castle. Yeah. And the king and queen are back. <laughs> and they're just back from vacation. Yep. That's why all this stuff happened. This is home, this is home alone. Marv, yep. Marv is being taken off in a police car. Mm-hmm. What happened? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then they're just like, I pro- we will promise from now on, I decree that we will tell you before we go on vacation. <laughs> That's is, the is lesson. what he says. That's yeah. the lesson to take from this. Talk to your kids. Always leave a note. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. yep. And I'm kind of uncertain what happens to Masashi after this point, because that's the extent of an ending we get. There's a post-credit like, scene. Go ahead. Well, literally, like, he says, and he goes, like, who's this? And you go, I'm the legendary Brain Fenchu Masashi. How's it going, old man? And then credits. <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> like, you. Yeah, like, this character I've come to tolerate um, <laughs> over these low, these 11 hours. Um, yeah. Yeah, which which plays in, and then like the uh, it's funny that you say you don't know what happens because uh, I was googling stuff about Brave Venture Masashi in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprisingly robust fan fiction community. Um, there's a <laughs> there's a, a thing that, is that really a surprise? Well, just I mean, just because it's so obscure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's a like a, a fan fiction. I didn't read it, but it's about his his life with the princess after the ending. Um, it has like five thousand upvotes or something like that. <laughs> Like the, the the audience for somebody who wants to know the answer to that exact question is bigger than I thought it would be. It's bigger than the fucking audience for this show. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> Jesus. Huge. Yeah. That's a bitter pill to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, he dies of thirst because you just killed the only source of drinks. Everybody yep. here is biologically configured to yep. get everything they need. Water, water, nowhere, and not a drop to drink. No surprise there. And that's Musashi. Yep. And um, that's and Musashi. You, you, playing. you can do like a new game. It's not even New Game Plus. It's just you save and then you're at the part before the point of no return. Mm-hmm. And some of the action figures get unlocked by beating it multiple times. Yeah. If you want to just keep going through that last little bit over and over. Mm-hmm. Which you do. Yeah, so... This is just, a, you know, like, again, I feel a, bit, a little bit like a jerk because I know how glowingly our audience has praised this game. I just, I didn't feel like the mechanics were there. I liked everything except the experience of doing what it asked me to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so. Yeah, and, and that stuff, like, I think none of it I loved. Mm-hmm. Like, there was never a point in this where I was just like, this is mechanically sound and satisfying. Mm-hmm. It just got in the way less for me like i would never i'm not going to call that stuff a plus like it's not like if you want to do 3d platforming this is the game to do it like it's just like oh that worked like that was that was fine you know and that's kind of how i came away from it and then some of the bosses i thought were pretty clever um some of the absorption power stuff was fun Mm -hmm. i thought but for the most part i thought that like that stuff didn't get in the way and provided a non-bitter for me provided a non-bitter uh venue to get the charm in mm-hmm. you know yeah like it was like putting some charm on a cucumber slice like <laughs> i don't like cucumber i'm not just gonna sit there and eat a cucumber mm-hmm. but like as a as a method to get spread into my body i'll take it <laughs> it's just various spread as a spread vector yeah as a spread vector I, I like it yeah and you know i can see that i really just i just i wish it was snappier i wish it was just a little bit more precise and honestly that is just something that makes it you know it's because it is a victim of the era that it came out you know 3d platformers not especially mature at this time especially in squares you know kind of venue i'm glad they took the risk and i'm glad that they brought as much weirdness as they did but just man if the play was you know even 10 percent better i would be so much more behind this yeah 
and and it definitely it definitely has room for for improvement there. Yeah. Like I would agree with that. Like again, like I'm not I'm not going to champion any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It just didn't uh, just didn't bug me as much. Yeah. So yeah, so it's a little bit of like a, a faint praise there at the end. But at the very least, also it's been this has been on my revisit list forever, mm-hmm. so I was happy to revisit it. Yeah. Um, but as I as I mentioned earlier, I'm in no hurry to do it again. Like I'm not gonna. Yeah. You know, I'll probably never play this game again. Yeah. And I appreciate everybody who participated in the poll and backed us on Patreon for guiding us to this because I had been meaning to play this for the first time to begin with, and I think that I just waited too long. If I came to this yeah. even you know five seven years ago, um, I probably would have had more more you know more praise for it. But, oh, sure. Uh, and then, like, not on, on deadline for the show, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I yeah. wasn't on the deadline for the show and I was playing this without save states, I would have stopped at Steenwood. But, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but not, not on the deadline for the show, but with save states? Because <laughs> yep. they're like a happy yeah, there medium we go. of yep. save states. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that, that, um, that's the happy medium. If I play this in 2006 with save states. Yes. Yeah. But not for a podcast. <laughs> right. No. Uh, the, the, the podcasts were nothing but a glint in my eye. Um. Yeah. And and it should be noted, like uh, Cole, Cole already mentioned this, but I want to emphasize it and, and say how much I'm on the same page about this. Uh, don't let Cole's distaste for this make anyone who voted for this feel bad, mm-hmm. nor stop you from voting for anything in the future. Right. So if like, don't consider how much we're going to like something when we put out these polls. Yeah. Like if we're not willing to do it, we won't put it on the poll. Right. And us liking the games that we do for the show is not the point of the show. Right. So uh, don't don't let that make anybody hesitate. Mm-hmm. And even just on, you know, bare principles, I, you know, in general, uh, games that we don't like or that we have mixed feelings about tend to make for more dynamic episodes. Yeah. You know, so so I apologize if anything that I said offended your sensibilities. And I encourage you to write in and correct me and tell me if I was doing it wrong, because that is definitely a possibility. But, um, you know, the, 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 that's just kind of the way this thing shakes out. Honestly, if anything that Cole said about it offended your sensibilities, I'd probably encourage you to examine your sensibilities because Cole was pretty <laughs> gentle about it. And, you know, we, we do just find part of the idea, like an alternate sketch idea I had for this that we didn't end up doing was like coming into this as like, we're the game bros and we disagree about everything, <laughs> you know, and just being like, no, dude, this is fucking tight. I love Sega and I'm a Sega fanboy. <laughs> nah, Nintendo rules and you drool and like just come into it like everything we hate, yep. you know. Uh, but because we're not that and we assume that you guys are not that, I think that you guys will be okay with somebody having a different opinion about a video game <laughs> right. than you do. The same way that I'm okay with Cole having a different opinion yeah. about this video game than <laughs> and, I do. Yeah, it just it, it make it the world go around. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what do we do next? Next time we are doing um, something I feel might fall into a similar boat, um, but I am enjoying anyway. We may, we may flip-flop. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. This is uh, Jet Set slash Grind Radio, um, <laughs> which uh, originally came out for the, uh, for the Dreamcast. Uh, we're playing it on PC. It is super cheap on Steam, um, yep. and it is a really, really good remake. Yep. Yeah, I, I played it a little bit when it first came out on Steam, and my only thing, like, I, I like it. The only thing I can think is that it gets, I never beat it when I was younger. Like, it, it gets really hard. Yeah. So that is the only thing that I'm, I can see me turning into a real coal on this one. <laughs> yeah, real coal. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, everything that entails. Yeah, the, the, uh, and then after that, we are doing uh, Star Control 2. Mm-hmm. With our friend and yours, Zach Johnson. Yeah, coming out here to talk about that game, which I'm really excited to play. Uh, because mm-hmm. uh, uh, I've, I've heard nothing but great things about it. Me too. Like it is a complicated version of a game that I love a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um, Gary, tell yeah. them what we're doing after that because it's, it's yeah. a special episode. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Like every once in a while we do these special episodes like Dungeon Dragons or game music or anything. We're doing a special episode on game books. 
Um, this is like a, a weird scepter that I've always kind of liked mm-hmm. and have been half collecting for a long time. And by half collecting, I mean whenever I see one in a used bookstore, I buy it, not I go on eBay and hunt down <laughs> specific things. Uh, but this ranges from everything from like choose your own adventure books to uh, the Lone Wolf series to like the solo D&D books, um, things like that. And uh, uh, what we're going to do for that is kind of we're going to do it like a book report thing. So we're both going to play through uh, Steve Jackson's Sorcery. Um, the iOS port, which is mostly text faithful, but mechanizes the mechanics that you do on pen and paper ordinarily, mostly because a pen and paper version of sorcery is hard to find. Right. Um, but then we're going to do kind of book report style on a choose your own adventure book each and then uh, another game book mm-hmm. each. Um, I think one of the Lone Wolf series and then uh, possibly one of these D&D solo yeah. adventures. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to be able to cover everything in the subject, but I do want to kind of talk about those because I think that they are cool. And I'm along for the ride. I have less experience with these than Gary, but it is something that, in principle, I really, really uh, like the idea of. I'm a huge fan of Choose Your Own Adventure games, or I was when I was little. So to go back to those um, is uh, is really neat. Yeah, and you love uh, visual novels. Yep. Um, and this is not so dissimilar to that. <laughs> it's just with like a little bit of like tabletop <laughs> mechanics thrown in. But they're yeah. cool. You know, like it's some like the I have a very specific moment of the point where I realized that choose your own adventure books are games. Mm-hmm. Like and that's why I love them so much when I was young. Yeah. Like, oh, I was playing a game. Mm-hmm. You know? Um so I, I have tons of affection for those things and I'm looking forward to covering them for the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh the plans for after that are slowly coming together, but we're gonna wait to reveal those. Yeah, but yeah, uh, it's, it's all cool stuff. Yeah. If you have thoughts on any of those games, um, either Jet Set Radio, Star Control 2, or, uh, you know, game books, uh, hit us up at duckfeed.tv slash contact. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel like supporting the show financially, you can go to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. Kick us a couple of bucks a month. It's super, super cheap. If everyone listened to this, you know, listening to this episode right now, give us a buck. Mm-hmm. We could uh, do a lot more. Yes. Um, so not to guilt, you know, if you, if you don't mm-hmm. have it, don't have it. That's fine. Yeah. Um, if you don't have it, uh, tell, some, tell a friend about it. Yeah. You know, you know, like just, uh, uh, spread the word. Yeah. If you have a friend who's crazy about a game that we've done um, and you know what's in that episode. So we don't yeah. just take a shit on the yeah, game. If, that you, they if you have a friend who loves Brave Fencer Masashi and you want to hear one person damn it with faint praise and the other person dislike it. Yep. Um, don't. No, yeah, don't. <laughs> pick yeah, pick don't. one that we like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just ease um, so, them so in. If you have friends who like this sort of mana sacrifice or Tomba. <laughs> Uh, uh, Abe's Odyssey. Abe's Odyssey. Don't recommend the show to them. Yeah. <laughs> if you have friends who like Final Fantasy Tactics, Earthbound, 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 then recommend the show to them. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you can also go to duckfeed.tv and check out the other stuff we do. Yeah. Um, there's a blog. I am rounding uh, this weekend or early this week. I'm going to finish up um, the second to last Baldur's Gate thing for an Infinity Engineers. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after that, finish up that game. So I'm looking forward to switching a new game. Yeah. And uh, Teenage Dirtbags mm-hmm. uh, is out very soon. I think it comes out this upcoming weekend as of the time we're recording this. Yeah. Or the next weekend, actually. Yeah. So shortly after you hear this. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll be able to check out Teenage Dirtbags if yes. you like this. Me and Brayden talking about bad music videos. Stay tuned. Um, mm. I'm, I'm trying to find a way to fit Hexcrank back into my life. Um, that is still, a, you know, a faint priority for me. Uh, it just turns out that we are in the worst possible time to add more assignment play to my life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> between... Especially with, like, Bloodborne coming up in Scholar yep. of the First Sin. And, yeah. And, and our Bonfire Side Chat interim season, which, like, on the surface seemed like it would be less work. Mm-hmm. But really, it's do- doing, like, double duty for <laughs> for, for a month. Yeah, for a month. 
Yep. So, but I'm, yeah, you know, we're busy times. Yeah, busy times, but lots of exciting stuff happening on the network. We can't thank you enough for listening and offering all the support that you've been, you know, that you've been offering. Uh, like we said at the top, we have that merch survey going out. Uh, there's a deadline on that. Just answer it sometime in February and you get a chance to uh, win a Steam game. Uh, or sorry, answer it sometime in January. There we go. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and we will uh, uh, reward you with a Steam game, possibly. It's a drawing. Mm-hmm. There are eight. There are many. There are more of you than there are of those, but you have a chance. Yeah. Also, it would just help us a lot. Yeah. So you should you should do it because it'd be really nice. Mm-hmm. You know, not don't just do it for for self interest. Right. Do it because you care. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I think that's probably about it. Yeah. Um. Until next time, what can they watch out for? <sighs> Man, I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dream to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they can um, they can watch out for fire scrolls. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we go. That's very good. As they as they give way to the fire crest and the fire guardian. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which fulfills the bench type prophecy for the thirst quencher root beer scroll. Yep. actually pull up the notes now which i neglected to do i have the i have to pull down the big and rich wikipedia page because <laughs> so, that's what your day is about now yeah so i stop reading that as much as i want to <laughs>